Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. Uh-huh. The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Wiggins comes across, working on Fournier, up top to Curry, quick release, and splash! There it is! The best shooter the game has ever seen has cemented his legacy. No one has made more threes than Stephen Curry. And when you consider he has many more years in his career, he might be setting a record that may never be broken. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. A couple years ago, Stephen Curry at Madison Square Garden in front of Spike Lee, in front of Ray Allen, in front of Reggie Miller. He surpasses Ray Allen as Ray Allen had 2,973 threes. Stephen Curry surpasses it at the Mecca of basketball. And he hasn't looked back since, and he's had some memorable moments at the Garden. Hopefully he has another one memorable moment tonight against the New York Knicks. But, boy, that was... Time flies, man. Seth Curry broke the record in the first quarter, all-time three-point leader. And I don't know if anybody's going to catch him. I don't know if anybody's going to come close to him. As right now, in his career, Steph Curry now has 3,656 threes on the season. He's got records for single-season records, uh, single-season threes with 402. Obviously, the hats that they're all wearing. So, that was a Great night at Madison Square Garden, as we say good morning to everybody out there getting off the graveyard shift. Got FP Sangelo back in the saddle. In for Joe Shasky, the butcher. We got Sam Lubbock back there, men at the board, picking up the phone lines. Um, also playing all the sound and the music here. 888-957-9570 is the number. We got a lot to get into today. But boy, Madison Square Garden. I know you play baseball at all, the Cathedrals, Wrigley Field, Fenway. Yankee Stadium, FP, man, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, breaking a record there. New York City, that's too tough to tell. Dude, I just had my first experience probably like three years ago at the Garden for a Rangers hockey game. Dude, wow. it's just, dude, it's sick. There's it's, something about it. it. It's right in the heart of the heart. It's right downtown. They say like watching a heavyweight boxing match right. there is the the best event you could possibly watch. But I mean, for for players, no matter how long you do it, when you go to New York, it's just different. When you're in Manhattan, you have an off day and just walking around. You saw Clay on his Instagram, a selfie, and saying, I love this place. And he had the Statue of Liberty emoji and the Big Apple emoji. Like, there's just something different about playing New York. There's a a buzz in the garden when you walk in. What is it about that? Is it Penn Station? Is it the structure? Is it just the photos when you walk in there? I mean, what is it about the garden? It's just the history of the place. You think all the big events... Uh, that have happened there, right. and then it, it, I don't know about I don't want to get into like rating fan bases, but there's something about the New York fan mm. that just 
there there's there's reactive fans and there's proactive fans in my opinion and the best fans are proactive meaning they cheer for things to happen and they realize the power and the energy they have to make things happen so like in a in a o2 count everybody stands up and they're waiting for right. strike three or you know when you're bringing the ball up and it's a big possession and everybody stands up and they start to cheer for things to happen they like will things to happen I mean, uh, reactive fans are cool, too. Right. They cheer for a three-pointer. They cheer for a touchdown. They cheer for a home run. That's cool, too. But, like, losing your mind. One of the coolest things I've seen in a long time is when when Trey Turner walked up to, for the Phillies this year, and he was struggling. Right. And his mom was even telling him he sucked. And he was getting booed, and he signed the big contract. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the the Phillies fans stood up and cheered. And he said that turned his season around. And I don't, I don't think fans realize how powerful that they are right. when we're dragging or we're having a rough time and then you have our backs or you cheer for something to happen. Like We're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So there's just something different about playing in the Big Apple, man. It was intimidating to me at first. It was. <laughs> like I was someone screaming, right. like, you're playing left field and this is where Mickey Mantle used to stand. You're not worthy. I'm like, damn, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> like, like, dude, there's just something different. There's just something different about playing in New York. So even Steph, even Clay, even Dre, like Steve Kerr's been there a million times with the Bulls and then as a coach, like it's just going to be different for him tonight. There's going to be a right. different energy level, yep. a different adrenaline. I'm jacked up. It's, about it's it. just like a, it's like it's like ten shots of espresso. Right. Steph's going to have a big night tonight, dude. December 14th, 2021 is when Steph broke the record. He has a look back, of course. When you look at the all-time three-point make leaders, Ray Allen, of course, is second, 2,973. James Harden quietly, 2,898 threes. Clay Thompson seventh all-time. <clears throat> Pardon me, he's seventh. With 2,391, ha, this is funny. Kyle Corver, 2,450. He's in sixth place. So, Clay Thompson, with about 59 threes, can tie Kyle Corver and get to the top six when it comes to, when it, when it to uh, all-time three-point makes in NBA history. But you're right, man. The garden is just different. Penn Station, you're going up the escalator. It's grimy. You know what I'm saying? You can smell everything. It, it's, just, <laughs> it's something different about that building, man. So, 888-957-9570. I mean, what arena gets you going? What diamond gets you going? What football field gets you going? What is it? Like, Philadelphia was cool. It was cool going to Philadelphia. Like, when you think about football stadiums, next year, the Niners travel to Buffalo. I want to go there. I want to go to Orchard Park or New Era Field is what it's called Lambeau, now. dude's on my bucket list. Lambeau. They're going to Lambeau next year. Let's go. They're going to Lambeau. Depending on the schedule, I'm down. Let's go. You know, they're going to Buffalo. They're going to South Beach, Miami to play the Dolphins. Now, we, we may need to stay away from yeah, that. Yeah, you can't go there. You can't go there. Yeah. I can't go there. We might not make it back home. Maybe that could be my bachelor party. Bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, Southeast you Miami. might just stay there then. <laughs> get a one-way ticket. Get, get a one-way ticket. Just stay there. And by the way, shout out to YouTube and Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal. Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first class money market today. Also, the Comcast business tech site. Anthony Slater will come back today. He was on a train yesterday. So he'll join us today. 8 o'clock today, probably better. We had Bruce Frazier on yesterday, Brad Graham. So Slates will join us at 8 o'clock to talk about this road trip. Also, give us some insight about Clay Thompson, what's going on there. Some interesting articles about that. Got a lot going on with John Lynch and the 49ers. Michael Silver writing in the Chronicle that there could be some big moves happening with the 49ers. The Giants, they're the last team, or they're the only team in spring training that's yet to win a game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They haven't won a game yet. They're saving them all for the season. We're saving wins? Saving wins. 
They're deferring the they're stack def- of losses to save wins for the regular season. They're deferring their <laughs> their wins to the regular season. Shohei got married. Did you see that? No, I did not see yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the air, Bonte. It's in the hit. Love is where, in the air. Where did he have his bachelor party at? <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of money for a bachelor party. Oh man, that's some island that's somewhere a that he, of, he bought an island. <laughs> did he really he bought an island? No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, you got that kind of money. You have your bachelor. You, you fly everybody to an island. Man, and what happens on the island stays on the island. I agree with that. Yeah. We think that's what happens. Please don't have yours in Vegas, dude. That's so played. Don't well, have your bachelor party in Vegas. No, I'm that's not. Just a, like, you, it's basic. Don't do I'm that. I'm not a Vegas guy. I'm not either. I've, I've never been a Vegas fan. Maybe for a second. like two I, days. It has to be sporting events going on. Yeah. I've been there for Pac-12 tournaments. I've been there for uh, Summer League. Obviously the Super Bowl, but I'm not a I'm not just hey let's go to Vegas and hang out. I Mayweather Hatton was the coolest thing I've seen. Oh, you went to that fight? Oh, dude, everybody came. There's over. only one oh, Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Hatton. Dude, every every casino they were singing it, like they were had parades for everybody from England and Great Britain were having parades. They were singing that. I went to the way it, the way in was one of the cool. I'm getting goosebumps. Right. They, wow, they you're all, at that fight. They all sang "God Save the Queen" at yeah, the weigh-in, dude. Right. He's just he's on he's on the scale. Right. I'm just like, this is sick. I thought he was gonna have a chance in that fight too. Oh man, and then Mayweather just outclassed him. He's just he's just a technician. Yeah, he's just. A, I met, dude. So everyone told hook. me like championship fights are the greatest thing. Right, it's the best sporting event I've been to. Yeah, no, it's There's nothing like it, dude. I so I went to a prize fight, Barclay Center. Keith Thurman, who's gonna fight Tim Tazu. Uh, uh, Later on this year, who's fighting Sean Porter at Barclays Center, New York? Now it wasn't Madison Square Garden, but boy, it wasn't Ali Frazier. It wasn't Ali Frazier. Seventy-one. No, it wasn't Ali Frazier. But this fight was—it was juicy. It was legit. It was—it was nice. And the New York crowd was just on top of you. They were into it. It turned out to be a great fight. Uh, they didn't like the decision, so they booed the hell out of the decision. New York's just different, man. New York's different. There's no doubt about that. Prize fights, though. I, yeah, I'm not doing a bachelor party in Vegas. So right, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Don't. We're not Vegas guys. No. Just, just uh, no, not into that. What I am into is hearing what Steve tried to say yesterday with Willard and Mark Grady. Mark Grady was filling in for Dan Dibley. And, you know, I guess the top of the – right now is the Warriors – 25 games left. They're playing the New York Knicks tonight. They're playing Toronto tomorrow with Scotty Barnes and company. Then they play Sunday against the Boston Celtics against Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We know about those guys. Drew Holiday, ABC 7 game, 1230. Everybody's going to be watching. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like Andrew Wiggins will be around. He's out due to personal reasons, and we're going to respect his privacy. We don't know what's going on. Obviously, it's something serious for him to step away from the team, and we respect that. Like Just like we did last season, we missed too much. We respect the fact that he's going to be away for personal reasons. We have no idea what's going on. Um, Steve Kerr touched on that yesterday with Willard, did, with Willard and Mark Grady. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about Andrew Wiggins. I think so. I, th- I think this team is uh, is very deep, but also very mature, and, and we've got a lot of guys who have handled themselves beautifully uh, this year in terms of, you know, when it hasn't been their turn, they've continued to work, they've continued to support each other, uh, and when it has been their turn, they've they've stepped up and, and played really well, and, and that's what it takes. I just I just feel really good about this group. Obviously, Chris coming back um, gives us so much more direction and organization. You know, when especially when Steph's off the floor, and hopefully we'll get Wiggs back soon because um, I I do feel like we've found two groups. You know, a starting group that that has clicked here the last month and. 
and now you know with Chris and Clay coming off the bench, that's that's pretty powerful. And and so I I feel really good about our ability to play a, a full forty eight minute game. Sounds more so about the team and Steve Kerr feeling good about the team and the return of Chris Paul. Here's the follow up question about Andrew Wiggins for Mark Willard. I I just think that you know we we we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has. Uh, is a private person, um, and so he's uh, asked to to keep it private, and we're going to honor that. So, you know, it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that. The bottom line is, um, you know, we respect Wiggs. We need him, um, and we fully expect him back, but we just don't know when what that will be. So Steve Kerr expects him back. Just don't know when it'll be. Maybe it's on his road trip. Maybe not. Maybe he comes back next Wednesday against Milwaukee. Maybe not. We have no idea. But he's going to be out for some time here. And it's unfortunate because he was playing some really good basketball, the best basketball of the season for him. You know, individually playing defense at a high level, being aggressive, going to the rim. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that he's going to be out here. Whatever he's got to deal with, man, he's got to deal with it. We pray for him, and hopefully everything is okay for him. But it's going to be next man up, and Moses Moody will get that opportunity here uh, in place of Andrew Wiggins. So there's no doubt about that, but Steve Kerr shed some light. So Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately, he's going to be out due to personal reasons. Again, we're not going to dive into that. We don't know. I'm not going to speculate. FP's not going to speculate, just like we didn't do it last season when he walked away uh uh, two months for two months of the season, it came back for the playoffs. So hopefully he's in good spirits. But sounds like he's going to be out for a while. FP. Yeah, family first, man. Yep. Take care of business, whatever that is, and that's none of our business, and nor should it be. So uh, hopefully he's okay, man. I I told you the other day on air when it said personal reasons that jumped out at me because yep. you just don't know how long that's going to be. And obviously he's got to take care of what he's got to take care of, and you know. If you if you miss games for any reason at the highest level, there is something like serious. Right. Like the, the, I said this I said this the other day like the, the, the locker room, the clubhouse, my teammates are my sanctuary. Whatever I got going on personally, when I get in my car and I drive to the ballpark or I drive to the arena, all that stuff's like compartmentalized and you walk in and you see your brothers and everything's okay. In, in, and you have that whatever it is, three hours for the game, four hours before, or maybe an hour after. So the seven or eight hours a day you're with your guys, you could just like check in, and the real world goes away for a minute. So if, if you're gonna miss that, there's something going on that I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay. I thought the same thing last year. The scary part is from just a basketball standpoint is he was playing really well. You got a, a sprint to the finish line. Right. You're trying to get out of that playing game. You're trying right. to get to a sixth seed. All of a sudden, he's playing great, and then oh, okay, like and you get Chris Paul back, and you get Chris Paul back, and it's like here we go. Oh no, okay, but you have to honor the fact and respect the fact that if he stepped away, it's a big deal. The reason that tweet from Anthony Slater popped out at me the other day. When you hear personal reasons, if it's an injury, you know he'll be back in two weeks. He'll be right. back in three games. Right. Personal reasons can be however long, and you right. saw that last year with two months. He just heard it from Kerr. Yeah, <laughs> that part. That part's the scary part from a basketball standpoint. Mm-hmm. From a Warriors getting to where they need to get to standpoint, and you don't know how long this is going to be, and that's why I was the other day. I was like, oh man, I don't know how long this is going to be. And for anybody on Twitter, anybody to call the show and speculate to say if it's right or it's wrong, yeah. that's none of our business, I, I, man. I, our audience, our audience will respect the fact we, you know, last year 
<clears throat> big deal was made on Twitter about a show tweet that we had. We didn't even really have the conversation about Andrew Wiggins. We were discussing something else. And we didn't touch the situation for about a month because fans are asking. Media members, you know, are curious. Fans who spend money on tickets are curious. What's going on with Wiggs? I'm just like, look, man, he's away from the team. It's something serious. And let's respect that. But, you know, to the point just from a basketball sense, his last 16 games, he was playing the best ball of his of the season. 15 points a game, FP. Confident. Defensively, he was being aggressive. He was attacking offensively. You mentioned it, confident. He was shooting 54% from the floor. And another 46.5% from the three-point line. From the three-point line. So, I mean, he was rebounding five rebounds a game. He was coming around, and now you see Chris Paul, and you're like, oh, man, now you got Wiggs, Kamiga, you get Chris Paul, you got Clay coming off the bench, lighting it up. So, who knows how long he'll be out. Who knows? But we'll respect his privacy. Hopefully everything is okay with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, but Bonte, it goes back to sometimes it's your time as a team, and sometimes it's not your time as a team. I don't want to get all university and and energy stuff, like Tony, who's probably going to call me in the 9 o'clock hour. But like when you have all the things that have gone on with the Warriors this year, and you can chronicle them all, we, we all know what's happened to this point. Like you're fighting the energy right now, right? All of a sudden, it looks like here comes Chris Paul. We've won what eleven of fourteen. Right. Things are going the right direction. You know whether it was the beginning of the year with Draymond and getting suspended, and then getting suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. There's been so many things that it's like it's it's two magnets this year, right. and, and because of the resume, because of all they've accomplished as a team, they're fighting this. Right. And they're still fighting, man. They're still fighting. You got to respect that. But and things it, were breaking their way last night too. FP. I mean, Sacramento lost to Denver. New Orleans lost last night to Indiana. And then the Lakers were losing by 21 to the Clippers. I know, and then LeBron happened. And then LeBron went happened. Did you watch that? No, I just saw some highlights this morning. I mean, LeBron went nuclear. I mean, he went nuclear. That would have been a big loss for the L.A. Lakers. Would have had the Warriors in that nine spot. And they're close. They're, you know, the Warriors, could, they could get into that 7-8 range and be great. But LeBron just goes nuclear, hits five threes in the fourth quarter, 19 points. He outscores the Clippers by himself. And they still won against the Clippers. It was unbelievable. I was, I was actually like, you know, as much as sometimes LeBron rubs me the wrong way off the floor and everything, he's he's still a phenomenal player. I used to be a huge LeBron fan, but that was special last night. That was like, wow. Wow, I had to stay up for this. And he had that look in his eye. So when I'm driving to work to the AFP, I got a little pep in my step because I'm saying, whoa, look at the Lakers and LeBron James come back like that. You see the Nuggets just turn it up on the Sacramento Kings. You know, you got baseball now full swing. We were discussing this yesterday. Combines flying around. I'm hearing reports about the Niners making big moves. All of a sudden, I'm saying, oh, March is near. We're a couple, we're a day away from March. It's turn up time. That's why this road trip here, it's unfortunate what's happening with Andrew Wiggins because it does feel like the Warriors are starting to find their groove, winning six straight road games here. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's go to the Lions here, FP. SF Bay Drummer. Happy birthday to my man in H Town. It's his birthday, man. Happy 21st birthday, SF Bay Drummer. <laughs> um, well, I'm only nine years old, but I walked the earth for 36 years. But what's up, Monte? What's up, FP? What's going on? Uh, you know, the stadium, nothing much, man. The stadium that got me going and like it's just forever in my heart is Candlestick Park. I used to enjoy going to the Giants games with Mr. D. Um, I never caught a foul ball. Still ain't caught a foul ball to this day. No player ever gave me a, a baseball either, but it's all good. The vibes and, and just seeing Barry Bonds make history all the time was just like a dope thing to see. And then like the, the best 
memory as an adult was going to that last game at Candlestick, oh, watching yeah. Navarro Bowman make the pick oh, at the yeah. stick. Like, that's the, the I was there with me and Mr. D. I was there moment, man. That was just electric. That like, like I've never went to a playoff game at Candlestick, but that was like the best feeling in the world to be there amongst like everybody. Like it was just so lit. But yeah, Candlestick, that Candlestick party, R.I.P. R. at Candlestick. Candlestick, candlestick, candlestick. Dude, I miss candlestick so much when you're driving back from the airport or driving to the airport now in 101. It's just like you look over there and it's uh, just like vacant. Every morning. And grew up going to Giants games as every a fan. Morning. Every morning. Grew up going to Niners games as a fan. There every was morning. one way in, one way out. It was it was a cluster, you know what, but it was just, it was a dump, but it was our dump. It was our dump. Dude, I miss candlestick. I miss candlestick so much. And, and, I, and, and we froze as kids. We quad day candlestick. We rooted for extra inning games. We sat in the bleachers. Yep. Uh, I a little fun fact. I went around the clubhouse last game, last baseball game at Candlestick, and I went around the clubhouse and I said, "Look, I grew up sitting in those bleachers." I said, "Whoever gets the last out, I want the baseball." And I, I had everybody on red alert for me. I was wow. walking around the clubhouse. Love that. So it was a Dodger game, and we lost. So we hit in the bottom of the ninth. Eric Karras had the last out. I have the last out recorded by a giant. Wow. It was, a, it was a line drive to Richard Ridley. I was playing left field, and he turned around and fired me the baseball as I was running in off the field. I put it in my back pocket. I have it in a cubicle right oh, now. Oh, that's pretty so cool. So the last out ever recorded by a giant at Candlestick. That's pretty it. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Shout out to Richard Ridley, man. Very good friend of the program. I love Richie. That's really cool. Candlestick Park. So the Warriors are in New York City to take on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, and it's a special place. What is a special place to you, Roasters, or anybody out there in the audience? Don't have, you don't have to be a Roaster. 888-957-9570. Special arena you ever been to? What makes you, like Madison Square Garden, gets you going with the Oregons and everything. You heard it from SF Bay Drummer, the stadium, Kettlestick Park. Still is his stadium. That's his dump. He loves it. That's his palace. What's your palace? What's the place you got to go to that just gives you the feels? Is it Lambeau Field? Is it MetLife Stadium? Probably not. Is it Yankee Stadium? Is it Fenway Park? Got a, I'm not going to lie to you, FP. Got to see a Yankee Red Sox game at Fenway Park during Derek Jeter's last season as wow, a Yankee. That's cool. In late July. And he hits one of those classic doubles down the right field line. Mark Teixeira hit a bomb. It was Cespedes' first game as a Red Sox after being traded from the Oakland A's. I was like, well, I couldn't fit the seats because the seats were so small and the aisles were so thin, but narrow. But Fenway Park, I got all the feels from that. Wrigley Field, special, special. What is a special What is a special place for you, Roasters, as the Warriors are going to Madison Square Garden today to take on the Knicks to try to win their seventh straight road game? We got a lot of Niner stuff. We got everything going on here on a Thursday. It is a Warriors game day presented by Xfinity. At home or on the go, you'll get the fastest internet to Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All your devices... And what's coming up in the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Your phone calls, 888-957-9570. Mania Sack will get you on the other side as we continue to roll along here on The Roast.
Moody, and you're listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. Moses Moody, solid. Five starts, shooting over 57% from the floor, over 40 from three, 470 the other night in D.C., the nation's capital, 12 points, great hustle. Moses Moody will probably get to start again tonight at Madison Square Garden here. We were talking about stadiums, and, um, you know, I'm looking at the text line right now, Comcast Business text line. 510, I've been to the Rose Bowl three times and got goosebumps at each time. Special venue and special game. You ever been to the Rose Bowl? I have. Not a bad seat in the place. Which game did you go to? Which Rose Bowl? Miami, Nebraska. Ooh, which year? And they blew them out. Yeah, it was a blowout. That was a blowout. Uh, Dude, the the national championship game every single year should be at the Rose Rose Bowl. Bowl. Play wherever else you want, and it's like the road to Pasadena. You know. Come on, dude. That's easy. I've been to two Rose Bowls now. Oregon, Florida State, Marcus Mariota, Javis Winston, Dalvin Cook. It was was a fascinating game. I like that game. But. There was nothing like Michigan, Alabama this past year. Dude. Me and my guy, Big Dog City. I just following you on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, FOMO, dude, bro. Dude, FOMO. We flew down that morning, took the first flight out of SFO, rented a car, drove around, went to a mall, got some breakfast, scouted the ticket, walked in there. And when Michigan came up, because, you know, they, they wear a lot of the blue on blue now, and they barely wear the yellow pants or the maize, you know, the maize and blue. Yeah. That combination, and they came out in the base of blue, and Alabama's in all white, and they're saving on one sideline. There's Jim Harbaugh on the other sideline, <laughs> and you got that grass, and you got the setting, and the you got the MFMs, the you got bands. the bands, hail to the victors. And then when that dust setting hits, FP, yeah. and the shadows go away, yeah. and the bands are playing, and they're getting there in the oh, third talk quarter. Talk to me, Vontae. I, I swear to God, I, <laughs> I thought the Fiesta Ball that I went to was one of the best games I've been to. There's nothing like the Rose Bowl. There's nothing like it. I walked out of that game and I lost a bunch of money on Alabama. I didn't care. I was like, that was the Rose Bowl, dude. You take that photo in front of the Rose Bowl sign, it's old school. And you're right. There's not a bad seat in the freaking house. The old benches, you got scoreboards now, but you got the press box. Benches with numbers on them, and, and, and you're sitting like elbow to elbow. elbow, to elbow. You can't even like move. We weren't even sitting. We were sitting. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Doesn't oh, matter man. the pageantry of it. And then you know, at the Rose Bowl, I swear they had a video, and it was Keith Jackson, rest in peace. Oh, welcome to the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of a ball, and not the terrible creep Keith uh, Jackson impersonation. But I was just like, wow. All right, I got like he said, like this guy in five photo says, the Rose Bowl. I get goosebumps at kickoff, and the bomber jets come over Pasadena, and you got the mountains in the background. Yeah, that's there's. You're right. The national championship should always be at the Rose always. Bowl. However, one thing about it is the national championship game will be played at night, so you don't get that sun, that dust setting type, you know, day game to night game feel. That's what makes it special. It kicks off at two o'clock midday. I mean, come on, FP. It doesn't get better than that, dude. Well, I grew up, you know, Michigan fan watching them go lose in the Rose Bowl every year. They historically would come out yeah. from from Michigan to lose. <laughs> uh, you got a uh, Oracle seven one four. I love Oracle Park and the smell of weed. Okay, that's cool. Uh, five one zero Memorial Stadium, Berkeley, most beautiful classic stadium in the country. I do like Memorial. 
I don't agree with that. It's the most beautiful classic stadium in the country. I got to go Rose Bowl. I got to go Rose Bowl. Memorial Stadium, though, being just a great venue. I'm not going to put on on Rose Bowl level, obviously not. But no, that those games at the base of Strawberry Canyon, man, it's a lot of fun. You look out over the bay, see the fog over the bridge and stuff like that. No, I love going to Cal games at Memorial. It's it's a great place there. How about this, Aaron in Richmond, five one zero three Rivers Stadium for me. Three Rivers in Pittsburgh. I shed a tear when it collapsed. But ask me in five years, and I'll probably say Chase Center. Go Dubs. See, that's along the line with Candlestick Park. If that's where you grew up watching right. games, three I, that place was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that turf you played on that oh, turf. Oh, uh, terrible. Pirates, no. Pittsburgh Pirates. is the most improved city in in the league in the circuit. Like PNC is one of the, like right up there with oh, Oracle. PNC is beautiful. It's beautiful. Dude. It's like a movie set when you see the skyline of downtown Pittsburgh and the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Right. Dude, it's sick now. Back yeah. in the day, I don't know. I don't know if too many people shed a tear, but if you grew up watching the Steelers right. and going to Steelers games with Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan and Mean Joe Green, and, and and that was your team, like I get it. it it's just it's about like you, what you experience in these places mm-hmm. more than the place itself. I feel like let's go to the uh, let's go to the calls, man. Get a couple calls here about stadiums. It's the Warriors here at Madison Square Garden. They call it the Mecca. Why do they call it the Mecca? Is it the best arena to go to? Is it the best arena you've ever been to? Best stadiums? Is it Fenway? Is it Wrigley? Is it Oracle Park? You know, football stadiums? Is it Arrowhead? I'm seeing a couple Arrowhead stadiums on here. Uh, is it Candlestick? Many in Sacramento. Many, what's happening? You're on a roast. What's up, y'all? So I got two spots, right? The second one has a quick story. The first one, grew up in Chicago for 40 years. Chicago Stadium, Jordan playing was bananas wow to be in that place with this crowd like the you know those those brick walls and and Mm -hmm. all the roaring bouncing off that nothing like it and and you know Um, what real quick manny and then the players would come from underground right their locker rooms were like downstairs so they would come up the stairs to the arena like the minnesota go to gophers basketball arena right yep yep it was crazy man and it was just especially during the last three championships with rodman and being basically a circus it was just, it was nuts, man. But the second one, while I was still living in Chicago and cross-country dating, one of my trips out this way, um, my girl had hit me up the day before I was leaving. I was like, hey, so I got the opportunity to work the last game at Candlestick on Monday, was wondering if you'd be interested in doing it. And I was like, dude, I'm a Bears fan, but that's majestic. Like, Absolutely. Get there, get there. I got there like Friday night, you know, to visit. We drove up uh, to San Francisco on Monday, got there at 11 a.m. So I guess back then, Candlestick, you could volunteer to like do security services right. there. Well, we ended up being with the group that were all veterans, which I'm a veteran, but I, they didn't know that. And um, I got to work standing on the 10 yard line the whole game and it's like boys the men walking by fred gore like all these like Mm -hmm. all the you know and just being able to shake hands and you're supposed to be watching out for people stealing seats at the end of the game and all that good stuff man i'm just taking it all in at that point and and i'm not a a, a niners fan per se right but because my girl is a diehard like i'm always supporting her on the team it's like if it's not the bears it's niners all day so like, but just having that opportunity to be there at that last game Monday night football and like just taking in such a classic place right. was everything. That's one of the greatest experiences of my life. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's awesome. Good story, man. Good. Let's go to Mike and Eugene. <clears throat> Pardon me, Mike and Eugene, Oregon. Mike, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, good morning, guys. That team, my brother. How are you? 
Hey, doing? What's going on, dude? How are you? I, I'm doing great, man. So here's the deal. My honorable mention goes to my very first place where I saw the Niners play because it was so charming, a great setting as keys are. But oh, I love my that. home was the toilet, the stick. <laughs> I, I grew up in that thing, man. I mean, my first game, I was seven years old, sitting behind home plate with my pops. Willie Mays is up to bat, hits a pop-up, hits my glove, I drop it. I, I was humiliated. Never got to get a ball again. And then I kept on going back to the stick, of course. 1989 World Series, third row behind the A's dugout. Forget about it. I thought Candlestick was going to slide into the bay. And, you know, we were still there. And then my last game was when I was carried down to my seat, the 1995 um, championship game against the Cowboys. And that place just rocked. And whether it's going on the, the night games with my pops and my sister wearing our sleeping bags because it was so freaking cold, we'd bring sleeping bags to the games. And so, but those are the memories, and it's a lifetime, and we had some That's great awesome. teams going through there. And great experiences. That's so awesome. That, that's it, baby. That's it, Mike. Good stories there. There's <clears throat> my voice. Well, a little dry here. Yeah, a little Dave Fleming going on yeah, there? Yeah, a little Dave Fleming here. I saw Flip yesterday uh, down by Oracle Park, baby. He was giving a, a high school or some, uh, elementary school uh, a tour at Oracle Park. It was pretty cool. Could be the nicest man, period, on the planet. Love Flip. He's the best. Love Flip. Uh, 408 Comcast Business Sex. I actually, excuse me, 206. Gutter Trash. Sell gating at UW in Seattle. And then walking into the stadium from the water. Dude, I've heard that from a lot of people, like alumni, Huskies, that yeah. you, you watch the game out right. on the water. It's a good right. setting. It's a great setting. It's a good setting. It's a great setting. Never been, but it's, I'd like to go there. Looks like a great setting. Dude, I get, you know what I want to do? Like bucket list? SEC football somewhere. Oh, yeah. I go, I've never done that. I've never done College that College football is my jam, too. Yeah, LSU. Like, and I don't know why it doesn't move the needle right. on, bro- and on, like, on the in sports the talk area. radio. Yeah, I, I just nah, love yeah. college football, dude. I, oh, I, I could I'm do shows on college football. but So, I, guess so I remember I was in Michigan, but, right? I was in Michigan one year, and... They were playing Michigan State. Never I was there been that the big weekend. House. I walked outside of the big house, and they wanted like I had no money at the time. I was broke, and they wanted like two hundred dollars for the top row of the stadium. It was like no, I ended up getting Lions tickets the next day, two for eighty dollars. An NFL game, two for eighty. I couldn't even get one ticket for two hundred dollars at Michigan, but the big house just looks sick, and it's like this pit. So you walk in street level for the top, yeah, street level, and it just. You go down into this pit. SoFi Stadium's like that, too, because they, the airport regulations or whatnot, LAX, they needed a stadium to be down in the pit or whatnot, whatever. But I was like, wow, that looks sick. Look at the big house. Look at the big house. What's your place, dude? What, what's your spot? What's the one that tugs at your heartstrings when you get, like, misty-eyed when you walk in? Like, what is your spot? Do you have one? Because sometimes we get jaded in this business right. because we see them all, we, we go to them all, all. Well, we're just like, oh, this is our office, and you kind of get used to it. There was something about Oracle Arena when the Warriors played in Oakland. There was something about it. That place rocked. It rocked. There was something about it. Like, you would get headaches every game because the music would be so loud, the bands would be playing. It was a party. They were jamming out there. I would get feels while driving into Oracle Arena. I'll never forget driving to Oracle Arena Game 7, OKC Warriors. Like, are the Warriors really going to come back from a 3-1 deficit? And you're walking into that arena, you can just feel it in the air, the buzz, Curry, Durant, Westbrook. It was special. The Rose Bowl right now, I'm still thinking about the Rose Bowl because I was just down there. Because I grew up, I was, I'll, I'll share the story on the other side. I know we got a break here, but that was the only 
sporting event my grandma will watch. The late, great Larry William Tindall who left this world in 2000, the year 2000, over 24 years ago. But that was the only game she would watch. I love the Rose Bowl. And so that's why it was special for me to be down there thinking this is the only game my grandma would watch. She didn't care about sports. She could not stand it. She was like, whatever. But the Rose Bowl was one game she would watch. And when you grow up watching it, you see the field, the way the grass was cut, the way the end zones were painted, the way the sidelines would have the color scheme in the college, did the pageantry, did the sunset. That, like, when I was at the Rose Bowl this past year, I was just like, damn, this is special. And it's Michigan and Alabama, Saban, Harbaugh, two blue blood or franchise uh, colleges here, two of the winningest programs in history. And you got overtime. And you get overtime. For a playoff game to go to the Daddy Championship. <laughs> that I, I'm still thinking about that, but I got All some right, other stadiums here. The dumbest, the, the dumbest fourth down play call ever, but anyways. Probably, yeah, yeah. The was snap terrible. was low. The kid couldn't see where the hole was because he had to look down and catch a snap at his ankles, still and he just barreled play. straight in. I still think it was a bad play bad call. Adrian uh, in San Jose, we'll get to you in your stadiums that you love. We got it. We'll do this for a little bit here. 888-957-9570. What's the stadium or the arena that tugs at your heartstrings? What is it? Which one is it? I'll get FP's answer in just a second here as we continue to roll here on the roast. Brought to you by Free My Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises. Stephen Curry, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte and the Butcher on 95.7 The Game. Look at that Maddie Higgins. He finally showed up today to help out Lubman. Talk about the stadiums and arenas. Was that tug at your heartstrings? By the way, the segment sponsored by Go to State Lumber. Serving the Bay Area for three generations. If you succeed, we succeed. Visit go to statelumber.com. FP in for Joe Shaskin the Butcher. Love FP Santangelo, man. Doing a great job here. Good to have a part of the 9570 game family. We got Lubman as well. What, what, what happened? What happened? No, I just got I got the YouTube camera. Oh, yeah, there it it, it is. It's taken there me it two is. weeks to figure it out, but there I nailed you, it. I kind of put him on the spot. I said, hey, I need you to fix your camera, so that's what he was doing. Dude, this is terrible being on like TV at 6 in the morning. It just looks like a bag of, I don't know, bags under your eyes. Wear makeup. No, I wear makeup, dude. I used to wear makeup every day. Dude, I would, I like the makeup on TV. I wouldn't take it off after the show because right. I thought I looked better, and I'd go oh, out I with makeup oh, on I after. Little, oh, I, I just left it on. Dude, I go, when to, I go Mac- out to the bar after a <laughs> right, game. I'll right, right. leave my Mac makeup on. <laughs> the Mac in Stonestown. The Mac in Stonestown. Yeah, uh, they know my. They know everything. So when I walk in there, I go, "Oh, we know the foundation you need." I just. I felt I had the need to explain to everybody I'm on TV. Can you guys right. help me with makeup? Right. Can you make me? I'm a, I'm a, can you hide the ugly, please? Yes. Can you? Can you, can you hide the? I need some concealer for the right. late nights. Oh, look at you! You know all about it. CFP. You know all about concealer. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we used to get airbrushed over at Comcast. Oh, we, we, we had a makeup lady. We haven't had any of that going on. Say the airbrush on we your don't have a makeup lady. Oh, good. I do my own makeup. <laughs> do my own makeup. Uh, <laughs> uh, 888-957-9570. We'll get back to, to the Golden State Warriors as they're in New York City to take out the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. And it, is, it is the Mecca. There's something special about the Garden. There's something special about it. But what is that special stadium or arena to you? Let's go to Adrian San Jose. He's got one. He's been on hold for a while. Adrian, what's happening, man? Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. 
All right, so I got two places. So since I'm from San Jose, I'll go with the SAP Center. I like it. During the uh, Sharks' uh, playoff runs, the stadium would be electrifying. Mm. Uh, especially when they made the Stanley Cup final in 2016. Both announcers had to wear headphones because it was that loud. And then my first experience going to Fenway. I've never been to Fenway in my entire life, but it was the first time I ever went there. It was awesome. Every seat was packed. It was a yep. Blue Jays and Red Sox game, and that stadium was packed. Adrian, let me ask I you, how it. surreal was it to see the Green Monster in person? It felt like it was 150 feet away from me. I was sitting behind the first baseline. How surreal was that Green Monster? It was absolutely surreal because I, I've always seen it on TV, but sitting it right behind home plate, I could actually see it. It was like a few feet across from me. Wow. Wow. Fenway special. Thanks for the call, Adrian. Uh, I want to get your – because, FP, you've been around the block a couple times. You have. What's the stadium for you? We got Matt Higgin here, big Michigan fan. I already know. Don't say big house. Don't say Wrigley. I think Matt and I are the same thing. It's Wrigley. Really? No, he's shaking his head. No, not Wrigley? No, it's not Wrigley at all. Dude, Wrigley, Wrigley is, is number is that one. Your, that's number one for you? Why is it number one? It feels like a Little League park. No, I do like Wrigley. It no, was fun. No matter what year it is on the outside, when you walk through the gates at Wrigley, it's 1920. <laughs> and it's it, it's got the ivy. It's it's a frat party with a baseball game going on in the middle. The 2 o'clock Friday starts is the smartest marketing thing ever because people jump out of work early on a Friday. And then you have happy hour after the game. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just a party atmosphere. And it's just a it's it's right in the middle of the city. You think like Babe Ruth used to play there and you think about the history of Wrigley Field and I don't know, I used to fly over it in AAA all the time because our, our, our connector from Indianapolis was Chicago and I'd fly over it and as a minor leaguer I'd look down and see the tarp on with a big C mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to play there someday. And then I, I was fortunate enough to do that. I've sat in the bleachers in left field as a fan. I got to broadcast in the same booth that Harry Carey did. Wow. There's just so much history there. And the way Harry Carey went about it, right. it's kind of was my model. Like, just be yourself on the air, right. party with the fans, get to know the fans. And there was just something about that place that's magical to me that when when, when they sing the seventh inning stretch, take me out to the ball game. Right. It just, dude, it, 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 it that tugs huh? at my heartstrings. It hits different. I get emotional when they sing Take Me Out to the Ball wow. Game. And I, I I got videos up in the booth, and they're all turned around, and they're singing back up to the booth, whoever's right. singing it. Now it's, you know, it used to be Harry. Right. And it's just, dude, there's just the tradition. It, there's no, I, I always say spread my ashes on Wrigley Field. <laughs> like, do it, because that's that's my my you happiest know, of happy places. You know, uh, so the Niners started, they started a season in Chicago a couple seasons ago with Trey Lance. And that same weekend, the Giants were in town. Yeah. So I made the trip, Ed and I, we took the subway to Wrigley Field. And I made sure to walk down Waveland Avenue, right? Right behind us. Sheffield and Waveland Avenue. I walked behind us. I was like, we got to walk behind Wrigley first to see it. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. And there's kids selling lemonade, bought some lemonade for the kids. It was really good. And we walk into the stadium. And like, it's so, it's so small that, when you walk downstairs, you can walk right out the stadium. You're right on the street. It's just unreal. You take a picture in front of the Wrigley Bars Hill side. around there, dude. The bars are right there. I had some great barbecue across the street. Wrigleyville. Wrigley was great. Wrigley was great. Dude, it's sick. It was a great experience. Dude, my rookie year, I'm playing center field, and it's his first time there, and Harry's leaning out of the booth singing Take right. Me Out of the Ball Game, and there was a layer of fog. 
So Harry, they spotlight him when he's singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and I'm running out the center field, and I turn around right behind second, and I'm just in awe. It's like he looks like an animatronic figure <laughs> because of the fog in the setting. Right. I turn to Bruce Fremming, who's this old-school umpire, right. and I say, Bruce, Wrigley Field, night game, Harry's singing seventh age. It doesn't get any better than this, like in the middle of the game. Right. And Bruce Fremming just goes, ah, and walks away. Like, I've seen this a million times. So I guess it's not for everybody, but like I, no, I have it, it so many Wrigley memories. Like the callers, like it, right. it, it's not the place, it's the experience in the yep. place. And that, and then it, it just it's going to forever be part of who you are. It's so, like in your it's in your veins. Let me give you a uh, an experience at Camden Yard. We get to uh, Matt Higgin in just a second. They had a calls. Go to Camden Yards, right? It was weekend. The Giants were there for Fourth of July, and the Giants got smoked that year at Nationals Park. Mike Morse was hitting bobs. Let's come got rocked. You probably were on a call in that I game. Was. It was ninety-eight uh, degrees. It was ninety-eight degrees. They, they couldn't the, handle the heat. And they had Fourth of July. <laughs> they had the Fourth of July, eleven a.m. game. It's the best game. It's the best thing. I, I mean, it was. They, the Giants got smoked. So I went to two of those games that weekend. We also went to Camden Yards that week, and the Orioles were playing the Garden. Guardians. It's in my top five, by the way. Camden Yards? Yeah. Camden Yards is special. However, my experience there was it was 102 degrees. They were giving out free cups of ice to all the fans. Free cups of ice just to stay hydrated and just not die in Camden Yards in heat. There was nobody there. So I love Camden, but the experience was like, I'm miserable. It's 102 <laughs> degrees. It's humid. I need to come back soon. You know, it was just not. It was not fun. It was not a pleasant experience. Yeah, that's why. That's why the Giants. So an eleven o'clock game for them was an eight o'clock in the morning right. game, and it was a hundred degrees, and they had no chance. No shot. They no got smoked. They no got chance. smoked. Matt, get in here. All right. So I grew up in Chicago. My dad's eighty-one, lives there his whole life. Wrigley's the mecca. Been there hundreds of times. I go to Fenway for the first time. I walk in. I call him. And say, Dad, I think Fenway is better than Wrigley. Mm. I said, Dad, Daddy, there. <laughs> You're disowned. <laughs> hung up on me, and that was it. Wow. In other words, son, don't ever say that ever again. <laughs> it's a Fenway special, though, Fenway dude. Is. I'm with you. It's right there. Uh, love it. What you got? What you got? Love it. Well, me obviously growing up around here, Oracle Park holds a very special place in my heart. I've uh, been going there since I was, you know, seven years old, since my dad took me to my first Giants game, uh, June 17th, 2000 against the Astros. And yeah, it's it's just been a, it's been a staple of my life every year since. Remember, I did a, a project in, in third grade, wherever you know, you're your star of the week and stuff like that. You have to answer all these questions about you. And uh, the question, you know, one of the questions was, what's your favorite place in the world? And of course, me being me, I put Oracle Park because it's just it was that that special for me so that tugs in my heartstring but another great venue that when you walk in it just it hits you it was the old yankee stadium mm. i was lucky enough i was able to get a couple games there um i went one in uh, in 2008 saw him play the a's and that's was like the concourse was small it was cramped it wasn't great they obviously needed to update that but like in the stadium the field and the stands like that that was something else and i've been to the new yankee stadium once and it's not the same it's not the same but they did a pretty good job though yeah. overall like it's it, it it has a lot of I don't, I don't know if this could be sacrilegious to say but it it feels a lot like the old one 
but with like the right upgrades mm-hmm. that, that it needed to the right amenities it. yeah suites, stuff like that so boxes, it was really nice yeah. um and one more horses. one more i want to throw in here is uh, this is from my dad uh jim lubman he he texted me his favorite stadium experience uh he got to go see wisconsin play uh they're in uh in uh, uh madison and Ooh. he loves it when they start playing jump, jump around. around. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He yeah. loved that experience. So that that's his that he, wow. he texted in. Wow. So. Yeah, no, there's some bucket list items for me. The horseshoe in Columbus. I want to go to an Ohio State game. I want to go to a Michigan game. I want to go to Beaver Stadium, Penn State. Uh, one thing I, I wish I was alive for, or I was alive for it, but, you know, obviously didn't get down there, was the old Orange Bowl in Miami. I wanted to experience that. Seen all those great hurricane teams. Yeah, that's what we watched every I mean, Saturday. We went. What was that? The open air, the I, I, open ended end zone. Yeah. What was it? What would they do? With back the palm there? trees. The palm trees. It was swaying so, in the wind. Swaying in the wind. I, I loved it. I watched Florida State go wide right once, twice, I, I three was at times. Those games, dude. Oh my God, I'm a Florida State fan. If you didn't know, I, I was college. Hey, I, I could. I can't tell you stories about it because I can't remember because I was in college. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I'd love to tell you how the right. Orange Bowl was, but I can't. No, I, no, don't talk about I, that. I don't remember those Saturday Here's a games sleeper one. very well. Here's a sleeper one. Nine two five, University of Colorado Stadium in Boulder, Rocky Mountain backdrop. That stadium does look pretty sweet. It does look pretty Coach sweet. Coach Prime. It does. Coach look Prime's got him rolling. He's got him rolling. I don't know. We'll, see. we'll see about that. Those year. mountain backdrops and stadiums are—they're underrated. They are like, underrated. I love like you know during the college football season you watch like those Saturday night games like that like CBS Sports game whatever. Yep. It's always like Air Force and like Utah State or Wyoming. Yeah, two random like Mountain <laughs> West teams. I always like watch them, especially like towards the end of the year because the fuel looks cold. You see like the snow-covered yep. mountains yep. in the backdrop. Yep. It's two like you yep. know four and eight schools or whatever. But it's just I watch just because it's just. Such a random mountainous backdrop. It's so cool. Yeah, no, it is cool. It is cool. Let's go to Kirk in Los Altos. Kirk, what's happening, man? You're on a roast. Hi. Thank you very much. I just was calling, uh, following up the gentleman who called in about Fenway and talking about the Green Monster because I lived uh, back there in Boston for a number of years and actually helped take care of the Red Sox. And um, we were allowed out. The field manager let us go to a game early. And the great thing about Fenway, and and Wrigley's awful nice, uh, but Boston is such a small town. You can walk to the ballpark, and then you walk on out, and you walk on home, and everybody's together. But that green monster, we uh, went inside the thing, and it is so cool because, you know, it's been there forever, and you look around, and there's all sorts of graffiti on there, and you kind of see stuff like, you know, Babe Ruth was here, and Mickey Mantle says hi, and all that sort of stuff, and while we were inside the Green Monster, batting practice started, and suddenly balls are being caroomed right off that thing, and it sounds like a bomb has gone off every time a ball hits that thing, because it's a metal structure, right? and it's just loud, but anyway, thanks for taking it, but that's, for me, Fenway's my place. I like Fenway. That's, that's, Bob, we've got a few Fenways here. we got some Yankee stadiums. You know, football stadiums. I want to. The Niners are going to. Ah, uh, when do they go to Arrowhead? Not next season. Maybe a couple of years from now. But I definitely want to take in Arrowhead Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Looks like a party, the barbecue and everything. And of course, you got Mahomes and everything like that. But I want to experience that. Nicest people on the planet, Kansas City. Yeah. Like it's like, are you this nice right. or are you a robot? Speaking of which, Kansas City Kauffman Stadium. 
They've done an amazing job with that place. Yeah. The water fountains in the outfield. I'm on that trip this year. Are you on that I'm trip? I'm excited. You're on that trip. Yeah. They're going to Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. They got the waterfalls, yeah. the big Royal scoreboard in center field. They're like, welcome to oh, our ballpark. Right. Here's the booth right over here. How are you doing? You're like, good. You're so nice. Everybody oh, there man. is so nice. It's great. I, I love that trip. I'll say the worst stadium experience, guarantee rate field, south side of Chicago. Agree. Hardcore agree. It's so sterile. There's nothing out there. I get. I, I guess the White Sox are trying to move closer yeah. to downtown. Did you see it? No. The renderings? No. It's I'm like right on the right river. Like, they need, like, oh they need to move there. That would be sick. They need to move I there. Yeah, they do. Because the South, you've been there. It's a bad neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood. It's just, it's They're terrible. Like, be careful getting your Uber. It's so, terrible. Somebody was, got shot out there. I bought tickets. Uh, uh, so Anna lived out there for about nine months, or excuse me, a year in Chicago. We bought tickets to that game. It was a Royals White Sox game at Guarantee Rayfield, the old, the new Comiskey Park. We bought tickets for like five bucks. I mean, it was depressing walking out of there. There was nothing. It was so sterile. There's no life to it. Just like, wow, you guys couldn't think this through. It's gray. It feels gray. I don't know what color it is, but just you walk in there, it feels gray. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Let's go to uh, Cliff of Leo. Cliff of Leo, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, I got. Um... Wrigley Park is it for me. Um, mm-hmm. In 2022, I lost my mother-in-law, and she lives in Evanston, Illinois. And while we were there, um, it was in the summer, and we got a chance, me and a few of the brother-in-laws, all sports fans, got a chance to jump on the train, go over and catch a, a Cubs-Padres game. And as we you know, just taking pictures, walking through the neighborhood, walking past the bricks with the, all the players, old players' names on them, mm. get to the front of the stadium and get ready to go in, and there's a little brother sitting outside selling, get your peanuts, get your pot, get your, uh, he was selling sunflower seeds, peanuts, and I think he said something like, six bucks, <laughs> four more feet, guys, you guys will be in the stadium, and you're gonna, they're going to take your wallet and your manhood, <laughs> and we just died laughing. I went back and bought all the popcorn, I mean all the peanuts and, and sunflower seeds for everybody just for that line. And when we got in the stadium, all of a sudden, this whistle goes off and we're sick. Everybody had to come down out of their seats in the bowels of the stadium, pouring down rain for about a half hour, but went in there and had the best time of our life. And uh, for me, it's just Wrigley. Wrigley is just, it's just like you said, someone said, you step in there, it was 2022, but I was back in 1920. Wow. And uh, just imagining um, Ernie Banks, at shortstop, just I was a kid all over again, but uh, it was just a great time. And for me, it's Wrigley all day. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Wrigley was great. I was glad to experience Wrigley. Here's an underrated one. I just saw this on the text line because we don't even talk about college basketball cathedrals. Kevin Indoor Stadium, Duke University. I've got to get there now. I may not hit the same because Coach K is no longer coaching Mike Shusevsky, <laughs> but I, w- I will say this: <laughs> I watched Mike Shusevsky's last win ever as. The coach of Duke University when they beat Arkansas the Elite Eight right here at Chase Center. March Madness is right here at Chase Center, and Duke University was here. I was blown away. Blown away. Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas. You ever been there, FP? No. It looks pretty sick. Chapel Hill be good. Chapel Hill be great. Chapel Hill be great. Rupp Arena, Kentucky. Not bad at that. 
Not mad at that. There's a lot of cathedrals. I, I can just go on a tour. Just go to all these stadiums. That's what I want to do. I want to take baby Chaz. I hear about dads taking their kids on baseball tours during the summer. I want to do that. Just go up and down the East Coast one year. We go to Fenway. We knock out Yankee Stadium. We go to City Field. I've been to City Field. There's nothing special about that. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's if, all right. If it's a big game, it's loud. It's all right. It is? It's all right. Citizens Bank Park, Philadelphia. Not bad. It's all right. It's good. It's all right. They're all good in the big leagues. They're all good in the big leagues. Well, all good. most of them are good in the They're big all leagues. Good. Most of them are good in the big leagues here. We'll get back into the Warriors here in just a second as you're listening to 9570 Game, KGMG FM and AC1 San Francisco. Don't forget, you can also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 9570 Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market today. And shout out to the Comcast Business Sex Line. Bonte, come with us uh, Cal fans next year. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Canes don't, are coming to town. Don't gamble. I got to get to Florida State. Go see my Knowles in Tallahassee. Because whenever you watch a game in Tallahassee, it's a big game. And I know you hate Florida State, FP. But the stadium, the cameras are always shaking. They're always shaking because Florida State's on some crazy run. They're blowing some team out. The cameras are, like, shaking. Been there, dude. Like, it's cool. It's cool, right? It's cool. Bobby Bowden, dadgummit. When yeah. Chief whatever throws the flaming oh, thing. Chief into Osceola. The, yeah, Chief Osceola. Yeah, they, uh, that whole town of Tallahassee. It Because I was there, it was uh, 2013 Miami, Florida State. Both teams were undefeated top 10 at the time. And that whole town was just Oh, so you went to that game? I did go to that game. I didn't get into the stadium. The the tickets were too expensive, too hard to get. But we just wanted to, you know, be in Tallahassee before we ended up finding some sports bar around the block from it. But that whole town all day long, it was from 7 in the morning when college game day started. I actually went to college game day uh, that morning. Got on TV at college game day that morning. Oh, look at you. And, uh... Give yourself no, from, a drip, dude. From, from no, like a couple si- drips. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, from drip like it. six in the morning to eleven that night, it was just a nonstop party in that town. Oh man, the dude, Swamp, Florida. Dude, uh, no, no, you got to go to South Bend Saturday in South. Bend. Oh my gosh, trust yeah. me on that. So Saturday in South. So Bend. even if you hate the Irish, Saturday no, in South Bend. That sick. That weekend when the Niners were in Chicago, the Giants were in Chicago. Yeah. Notre Dame was playing. I think Tom Tolbert did that whole trip, by the way. Yeah. The Notre, one you're talking about. Yeah. He Notre Dame was trip. playing that Saturday. Yeah. And I forget who they were hosting. And I, I told Ed, I said, you want to drive to South Bend? Forget this Giants-Cubs game. We can always come back to Wrigley. Let's see what's up with uh, Notre Dame. You're right. Play like a champion. Touchdown, Jesus. That's got to be on a bucket. Too sick. And then here's another other underrated one in basketball. Underrated. Because I've always wanted to go to the Big East Tournament. Madison Square Garden, all those classic teams, Syracuse, Georgetown, UConn, Villanova. I've always St. John's. I know where you're going. Boston with College. You're going you're going Carrier Dome. Yeah, somebody just texted us. I in. didn't see it. Oh yeah. I just knew Carrier that's Dome. where you're going. Somebody just said uh Georgetown Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. Who was that on YouTube who said that? Who was that? I don't know who it was, but Georgetown Syracuse, Carrier Dome. They only use half of it for basketball. Right. Yep. They put the I've big blue tarp they, on. Yeah, they put like the curtain, right, the and curtain. they only use half for basketball, and then football, they open it all up. It's huge. Wow. On campus, too. On campus. Right in the middle of campus. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, 888-957-9570. However, we're going to get back to the biggest story of the day around here in the Bay Area. Um, Clay Thompson, obviously, coming off the bench. Warriors have won six straight road games, but Andrew Wiggins... Is going to be out for some time due to personal reasons. We'll play this out from Steve Kerr on the other side. Uh, we'll have a little conversation about that. It is a private matter, but we'll get FP's perspective on being a pro athlete 
and dealing with these type of situations. Uh, what happens behind the scenes with these situations here? We're, again, we're going to respect Andrew Wiggins' privacy, but it is a big story. He was playing his best basketball. The Warriors are starting to roll. We only have 25 games left, and it's the second straight year something like this has happened for Andrew Wiggins, and it's very unfortunate, but we know how it went last year. We'll see how it goes this year. We'll get into that coming up on the other side here on The Roast. Steve Kerr, and you're listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. All right, Steve. He's got the big fat contract extension. Two years, $35 million, and he joined Willard and Mark Grandy yesterday right here on 95.7 The Game. But the biggest story, 888-957-9570. It's a tough situation to navigate. For the second straight season, Andrew Wiggins has had to leave the team due to personal reasons. Last year, missed over, I believe, 24, 25 games. And he came back for the playoffs, and we're wishing him the best. We're wishing him the best. Basketball's just a game. You got to take care of your personal stuff. You need to step away. You need to step away. It's none of our business here. Warriors are playing good basketball. There's 25 games left. They're fighting for their lives for a playoff spot. Andrew Wiggins in his last 15, 15 games, 15 points a game, five rebounds, 53.8% from the floor, 46.5% from the three-point line. He's playing great defense. He's playing some really good basketball. So you... You hate to see it happen. We have no idea what's going on. Steve Kerr was asked about it yesterday with Willard and Grandy. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about it. I I just think that you know we we we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has uh, is a private person um, and so he's uh, asked to to keep it private and we're going to honor that. So you know it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that. The bottom line is um, you know we. Respect Wiggs. We need him, um, and we fully expect him back, but we just don't know when what that will be. So they fully expect him back, just don't know when it'll be. Um, sounds like it won't be on this road trip here. That's tough because you think about the Celtics and who they have and the way Wiggs defends Tatum and Brown, Toronto Raptors, and they're late, their athleticism. And, of course, tonight against the New York Knicks at the Garden. And you just want to be wholesome. One thing with the Warriors is this year, <laughs> FP, it's been inconsistencies with the rotations and the lineup. Guys have been hurt. Guys have been suspended in and out of the lineup, whether they're starting or coming off the bench. It just seems like they haven't been wholesome all season long. And so Chris Paul comes back. Wiggins is out due to personal reasons. And you said something right away where you said, man, I'm really concerned here. Personal reasons. You saw the alert from Anthony Slater the other day. Yeah, and it's cool that the Warriors are respecting that. And, you know, from a personal standpoint, you never want to sit here and go like, "I wonder what's going on," or speculate if it's if it's too important to miss games. But like, whatever you got going on, you got going on. I mean, the fact that this has happened like now again this year, and it happened for two months last year, like, man, if if you're playing at the highest level, like I said earlier, uh, repeating myself, like the locker room. And your teammates are your sanctuary. Whatever you got going on in your personal life, when you get there, hopefully you can compartmentalize and you get that escape for five, six, seven hours, whatever it is. At least that's how I rolled. Everybody's different, right? Every you, you, you The beautiful thing about a locker room or a, um, a clubhouse is that you have so many different guys from different walks of life with different beliefs. And then you all come together and you mesh as one and you check your egos at the door and try to win games. So from a personal standpoint, you know 
that if he's not coming to games last year or this year, that's serious. From from the player standpoint, if I go player mode, like I wonder how the other guys are feeling about like they have 25 games left. They're making a sprint to the finish line. They're trying to get out of the play-in game. They're trying to to repeat and win Steph his fifth title, win Clay and Dre, another title for Steve Kerr. Like right. from a player standpoint, like they're missing him right now, and I don't. It's the second year this has happened. Right. That that something in his personal life has preceded his professional life, and I and I and and you have to be sensitive to whatever the issue is. But like from a player standpoint, like I I I don't know when he's going to leave, and I don't know when he's going to be back. Puts me in a precarious situation as an organization, as a coach, and as a player. Like when is he coming back? I don't know. So there's been two years now where something is so serious that he's missed time. Right. Like I don't want to be insensitive here, and I, and I it's all due respect to what's going on. But if I can't count on him being there for me the last stretch, that this is so serious that it couldn't wait another 25 games, and now I'm counting on him because all of a sudden his game is what it used to be. And then somebody else steps up, and then he comes back, and whoever steps up is Moses Moody, and he goes off tonight, and he right. starts to play well. Now he goes back to the bench. Like from a basketball standpoint, yeah, it, it sucks that he's not going to be there for me, and then I don't know if this is going to happen again. And do I know if he's going to be there for me? And I understand that the personal life is obviously more important. Anthony Rendon just came out and said this a couple of weeks ago and got crushed for it, that his family comes first and his personal life comes first. And now you have to be respectful, but like, can I re- is he going to be there for me? I don't know. And when is he coming back? I don't know. It kind of leaves the organization up in the air and the team and the teammates. And so behind the scenes, I don't know how they're feeling about this. They obviously are doing the right things and saying the right things. Right. But like, if I got to sprint to the finish line, he's not there. That kind of, that kind of, yeah. That 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 I don't know. That that's kind of hard for me as a teammate to be like, oh man, because Bonte, we all have personal things, man. We all have things yep. in our life. I have stuff right now. You have stuff yep. right now. Lubman has more than all of us probably put together in his personal. I'm just joking. No, he does. But like, you know, we all have things. Man, so like. When you sign up for 81 games, or you sign up for 162 games. Like this is probably a little too old school approach. Mm-hmm. You sign up for that, and I I gotta know you're gonna be there for me. Like I gotta know you're going to be there for me, and I understand that they're being super respectful and they're letting him step away from the team again. Right. So is he gonna step away from the team again next year? Like I so these are things that I'm trying to tread lightly here and be respectful. Right. But like with 25 games left and we're trying to get somewhere and now you're not there, it's like, damn, when are you coming back? And is this going to happen again? What's what's going on? Mm-hmm. We respect that. So I think it's dangerous to speculate what's too important to step away, what's not important right. to step away. The fact that he's not there would be a concern for me if I was in that locker room. Yeah, wow. That And that's from a former player, folks. That's F.P. Sangelo. And that's that was well said, man. That was well said because I don't know what it's like to be in a locker room with teammates. I, I need like, you there, not, man. Not, not, I mean, that, come, not at that level. Come hug me. We'll get through right, this together. Right. Let's go ball out for three hours. Let's win a game. And I need you there, man. So I, I don't know. And 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 if if it if it happens once, great. But if it's it's going to start to happen, like this is just this is strange. This is yeah. strange. That's just, all I'll say. It's strange. Yeah. And we're not going to speculate what's going on with them. Obviously, it's a private matter. We're going to respect that it's a private matter. Steve Kerr respected the fact that it was a private matter. But Steve saying that we don't know when he's going to come back and you know, kind of came out of nowhere, right? 
We can just play good basketball and boom, something personal happens. You, you that, that's that's life, man. Right? That's life. You but, never but know. We what's all something, have life, dude. Some, life throws we you curveballs all the time. But our brother Joe Shasky the butcher is just going through it. I don't know where his dad passed. The whole you know team went through with Coach Decker right. this year, no and they needed time no to doubt. regroup. And, and the league was super cool to give them that time. So I, I respect whatever's going on, but. I guarantee you there's there's a lot of guys in a lot of locker rooms around a lot of sports that got a lot going on, too. Yeah, that's lot. well said from a professional athlete here. here. Let's go to Michael in San Francisco. Michael has some thoughts on Andrew Wiggins. Michael, what's happening? You're on the roast. Yeah, no, I just, you know, I just called in one second because, you know, listening to FP saying what he was saying, I really enjoy him filling in, and my heart goes out to Joe Shasky, um, you know, whose journey, obviously, we're all sort of following, and, and at the same time, you know, we're respectful of Joe being away and, uh, you know, mourning what he's doing and, and, and going through the loss that he's going through, and, and who knows with Wiggins, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying, I totally get what you're saying about you know, you're a teammate, you signed up for it, this is your job, you got to show up. But we just don't know. You know, we don't know what people are going through. And I think you just got to give people their space. And, and, and in the same way, we're finding it in our heart to do that for others that we work with directly. You know, I just think it's important to kind of have that same reflection uh, uh, for, for Wiggins. That, that's all. I really enjoy the show. It makes me feel like I have a new home. And I uh, appreciate the chance to call in. Anytime, Michael. I appreciate that, man. Well said there. Well said there. Yeah, everybody's going to feel different about the situation. And I'm I'm not going to knock anybody for feeling differently about the situation. I just don't. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm just looking at it from a basketball's perspective. Yeah. Missing Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to treat it like an injury, right? We don't know what he's. Well, injuries, you kind of know when somebody's going to come back and get a timeout or whatnot. But you get the whole, we're going to reevaluate somebody in 10 days. We're going to reevaluate somebody in two weeks. I'm going to treat this injury like that. And so from a basketball sense, from a basketball standpoint, what the Warriors are missing now, as they have won 11-14, you're missing your top individual defender in Andrew Wiggins. Guy's going to cut the head off the snake. Whether it's Jalen Brunson tonight, Dante DiVincenzo, um, whether it's Scotty Barnes tomorrow, whether it's Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum on Sunday. That's Andrew Wiggins right there. We know Andrew Wiggins will lock somebody down, and he was playing some of the best defense he's played all season. So you're missing that. You're missing 15 points per game. You're missing another perimeter defender. You're missing another guy who can attack the basket and duck on your head. And so it comes at a time in which you're trying to make this push for the playoffs. It's 25 games left. It's time to go, baby. <laughs> no more time to mess around. We're trying to stack wins. Lakers win last night and come back against the Clippers. You know, you get a break from Sacramento losing. You get a break from New Orleans losing. You got you got a chance to really stack wins here and move up in the standings. And it's going to be hard because this team depends on Andrew Wiggins to be a two-way player, to be a two-way stud. And unfortunately, he's going to be out. And from a basketball standpoint, it's the worst possible timing. Chris Paul just came back. He just got back. And now you're trying to set your rotations. And now Steve Kerr's probably thinking, gosh, man, we're going to respect Andrew Wiggins and we know he's going through it and we can't do anything about that. But damn, now i got to start Moody. And when Wiggins does come back, if he does come back at some point, now I got to slot him back in. And now, now what happens? He's, he's going to need a couple games to find his yeah, rhythm. But, but, so but, the timing's just like from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, from a basketball standpoint, it just sucks that it's 25 games left and you're just getting healthy and wholesome and something personal happens. And you, you, you know, obviously the life throws you the curveball here with the personal stuff. But damn, man, it's. 
It stinks. I, I think it's magnified because it happened last year and it was two months, and now it's it's go time and it's happened again. Like all due respect to whatever's right. happened, because there's far more important things in life than sports. Like we're in the fun business, dude. We get to talk about sports. Yep. We get to go watch sports for a living. I, but like you just said, if he comes back. I don't know if he's going to come but back. But I'm just saying. Like, we didn't know he was going to come back the, last the year. The fact that you're saying if he comes back, there's guys in that locker room wondering if he's going to come back, and can we count on him coming back, and I don't know if he's coming back. You get so uh, desensitized as a player with guys getting traded, guys getting mm-hmm. hurt, like and got, missing time, and this guy's not here and that guy's not. So you kind of get you get into your, your routine and your bubble and you go about your business on a daily basis, and you go out there and compete. But then, yeah, th- th- this is probably hard for those guys. It's hard for, for Andrew what he's going through, of course, but it's hard for those guys in the locker room to not know if and when. And they're going to say all the right things, dude, trust me. Steve's going to say the right things. Joe Lacob's going to say the right things. All the players are going to say the right things. But I, I'm wondering, just going into player mode, if they're just like, damn. I don't know if we can count on him being here this year, so we have to compartmentalize this and just go out and play. And I don't know if we can rely on him. I don't. I don't from a from a basketball, right. pure basketball standpoint. And that's hard, man. It is hard. It is hard. Again, here's what Steve Kerr said about the Wiggins, Wiggins situation yesterday right here on 85-7 game with Willard and Mark Grandy. I I just think that, you know, we, we, we're in a position where, um, you know, Wiggs has, uh, is a private person, um, and so he's uh, asked to, to keep it private, and we're going to honor that. So, you know, it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that. The bottom line is, um, you know, we respect Wiggs. We need him, um, and we fully expect him back, but we just don't know when what that will be. So... The Warriors are going to have to have to navigate without Andrew Wiggins. And look, man, again, nobody here wants to know what the reason is. I just hope he's okay. I just hope his mentals are okay. I hope his family's okay. Obviously, it's a private matter. I don't even know what the hell's going on. I don't know anything. Let me ask you I this, just, I just hope he's okay. Let me ask you this. Not to interrupt, and I'm sorry for doing that. No, you're all good. When has this ever happened in pro sports? What, players? Where, where guys have just stepped away for personal reasons. And it's been so so accepted and and and, and so empathized with. I remember like, Barry. You, I, remember remember? Barry I, I remember but, Barry stepped away in spring training when his son Nikolai had the Barry Sanders jersey but, on. But and he what, had the what other team but do you like, remember this happening? I, and, and, and twice. Right. I I don't I don't remember. I mean, so I I don't recall anything like this happening. I don't. I mean, it's what makes the Warriors first class, right? It makes their organization great because they do allow players to step away for personal reasons. Uh, 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 and they, they put family first over basketball. So I respect the hell out of the Warriors for, you know, granting this uh, granting this privacy to Andrew Wiggins and say, hey, look, man, you go do what you got to do. When you're right, come back. We'll be here for you. I, 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 get, I commend the Warriors for that, I, no I, doubt. But I don't know when it's happened, Fee. I don't. Ben Simmons? Yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons. He he stepped away, right? Because he was having anxiety. Right, or something. he was having mental issues, anxiety, and he hasn't played much since the Philadelphia days. I will say this, and I'm trying not to be insensitive here. If this we we talked about venues and our favorite places, and there's right. a lot of East Coast in there. If this was a Philadelphia, New York radio station, they'd be crushing Wiggins right now. There's no doubt they'd be crushing him. Like in in they would. That's just how it 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 it's different back there. So the I understand you have to be sensitive. 
whatever he's going through, I, I, I yep. wouldn't wish that on anyone. Because reiterating, if it's that big that you step away from your team at the biggest moment of the year when you have the most momentum and you're trying to achieve things and you're going for number five and you think in that locker room, trust me, based on what Draymond said, they're all thinking about that. Right. They're all thinking number five. Let's go. Right. We're 11 of 14. We're playing well. We're on the road trip. We win our first game. Going to the garden tonight. And then all of a sudden somebody's not there. Like that's that that's I don't yeah. This is just weird. It's it's very it's strange. strange. It's very strange here. And it puts the team in a tough situation here. Guys gotta step up and show up, but it's a great opportunity for Moses Moody. It's a great opportunity for Clay Thompson, who's embraced his bench row with Steve Kerr touched on. I think he's handled it really well. He seems more comfortable, more relaxed playing uh, this last week. Uh, you know, he had a tough shooting night last week against somebody. Maybe it was the Lakers. I can't remember, but but he played great. You know, and and the fact that he was competitive and moving the ball and making sharp plays uh, on a night when he was shooting poorly that was the ultimate display of of uh, just a comfort level that he's in right now and so he's really embraced it and and playing at a high level and it's fun to see so clay thompson has turned it around which is a positive side for the Golden state warriors there's so five much games, positive going on with so this team positive. right now five games off the bench 20 points a game 45 percent from the three-point line 48 percent from the floor but again as soon as soon as that steve Kerr interview was done Dude. i got multiple texts bate man you're the Warriors pre and post game host. Andrew Wiggins? I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know. It's a personal matter. Yeah, I don't know. One foot this, on the gas, one you on know, the break. The right timing now. wasn't great last year. He was starting to play good basketball last year when he stepped away. And he stepped away for two months. And then just from a basketball, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak from a basketball standpoint because I don't know what goes on a lot in that locker room, but your perspective as a former big league player, I think, is warranted here. I I want to hear from I want to hear from you, FP, about that, as you just did. Uh spoke about it. But from a basketball standpoint, I'm just thinking when he does come back, how many games does it take him to get back into rhythm? Does Moody all of a sudden go from starting to getting DMPs again? Because remember last year when he did come back for the playoffs, all of a sudden, Jonathan Kaminga is nowhere to be found when he was starting to play 20 minutes a game without Andrew Wiggins. And Kaminga was ascending. We all forget that. When Wiggins was out, Kaminga was starting to play well. We're like, oh, you got a player here. Wiggins comes back. Kaminga doesn't play much in the postseason. And then he's pressing. I, I don't just from a basketball standpoint, it's just like man, you're just getting close to being healthy. Chris Paul's back. You got two sick lineups here: the bench lineup, the starting lineup. You're starting to roll. You won eleven to fourteen. You're playing the best basketball of your career. So from a basketball standpoint, gosh, that, I mean, it's just it's just horrible timing because the guy was playing good hoops. He was. It, it didn't take Chris Paul a, but a minute to come back after right. missing 21 days or 21 games, whatever he missed. I keep getting that mis- mixed up. But yeah, I, I don't know. Go Moses Moody is all I'm saying. Let's yeah. go. Like I'm, I'm I, all Moody of a sudden time. I'm a huge fan of Moses Moody. Let's right. go. This is your time to shine. No. Like go off, go off. Just no. play hard. Help your team win. Have the clay attitude. Whatever it takes to win a game. The yeah. Knicks are banged up. We'll see what happens tonight. Now, I understand that some fans want an explanation. They want to know everything. Jalen Brunson's got a sore neck, hopefully still. (laughs) He is questionable. (laughs) Warriors are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Royce White from the Rockets. I remember Royce White. Where is he from? Iowa State? Iowa State. He had anxiety, didn't want to fly. That basically derailed his NBA career. Just couldn't fly. Dude, there's some some white knucklers on the Giants right now. Really? Yeah. There's some guys that 
Yeah, there's that. That's common. That's way more common than you think. Players just don't want to fight. It's no, they would rather take a T bus or something. Or there was a, there was a saying on on the Yankees charter that I heard over the years that Jeter's on the plane. We we won't crash. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. There's no way we're crashing. Jeter's on the plane. Oh, that's hilarious. But like you think about it, like as a player, a lot because your 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 odds are a lot greater because you're flying. So you travel a hundred thousand miles a year. You're right. always on a plane. You're always on a plane. And there, I got some scary stories. But like, boy, boy. <laughs> Statistically speaking, isn't it still the safest mode of tra- uh, transportation? Flying? Yeah. Shout Superman. St- uh, yeah. Statistically speaking, too, you don't survive. You don't survive that crash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's knock on wood. Yeah. If it, if it happens, it ain't a yeah, fender bender, bro. Yeah, no, it's it's not. You're not <laughs> you ain't calling your insurance one. company to fix no, a dent. No, no, it's 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 good night, Irene. Um, I, I I was watching this video on private planes because we talk a lot about private planes and the PJ life and all that stuff. And I know you have experience with that. About this. Yeah, <laughs> but but they were saying private flying private is actually a lot more dangerous. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. I don't know why. Why is it? I don't know. I've never been on a private plane. You tell me. I don't know. Maybe the pilot's just going, what's this button do? Right. Oh, are the buttons different? What's this button do? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's different training practice. Maybe maybe going to private pilot school, well, they just hand out degrees like truck driving school. Not it, there's anything wrong with driving a truck. Here's the thing about the Wiggins situation that, that was very irresponsible about a lot of people. There are so many rumors. In A6O, you're so spot on. Comcast is a sex line. There is no problem with stepping away. I think the thing that makes fans mad is no information on why they are out. It we creates rumors, yeah. which is dangerous. Yeah. And that is dangerous because the rumors that was getting spread about Andrew Wiggins last season was absolutely nasty and irresponsible. And he had media members out there speculating and spreading rumors. And it just became just nasty. Just downright nasty. But, but this is a thing, though, and it's going to constantly happen. Right. For what, you know, the reasons are probably justified. Right. But if it's a thing from a player standpoint, if this becomes a consistent thing, right? But you don't want the rumors. I, I don't want to put you, you don't on want the, the Yeah, no, but you don't no, want no, the rumors. The rumors, rumors what I was speaking to was like, was just it, people were just, just making up things and saying this and uh, saying that. And it's just like, all right, I'm not. Again, I'm not going to speculate. We live in a TMZ society, dude. We do, and which is a mate, which people want reasons. Hey, and people want to blame somebody. And kudos to Wiggins because in a TMZ era, he was able to keep everything private. Nothing got out. Kudos to him and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, nothing got out. Let's go to Anthony and Hayward. They tightened it up since the tape got out. <laughs> they, they tightened it up. They tightened it up. Let's go to Anthony real quick. Anthony and Hayward, what's happening? Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. I know he's going through a lot. It's personal. We don't need to know what the details and everything, but I'm more on FP side. His teammates are counting on him. This is the second go around. Um, I know it's sports and all, but it it is it, it it is his job. It is his primary income, just like our regular jobs. Like, hey, I'm driving through the Altamont right now to go to work. I got a lot of personal stuff. My my mom's going to surgery next week, but I got to be to work, so the, my 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 coworkers are counting on me. So I I don't know. It's mixed. Uh, but shout out to Andrew Wiggins, whatever he's going through. Hopefully it goes good. But at the end of the day, I'm rooting for Moses Moody to ball out. Yeah, let's he go. Can get that starting role. Yeah, let's go. It's a great opportunity for Moses Moody. A great opportunity for him. Again, we don't know how long Wiggins is going to be out, but I will. I will be. But even just saying that, right? That that. 
Yeah, I, we don't know how long he's going to be out. They don't know how long, how long he's going to be out. That it's go time right now. It is go time. It's Twenty-five go time. days left. Twenty-five. I'm not days saying left. that what he's going through isn't important. I'm not being insensitive to that, but like, yeah, it's go time. So whoever's there, Moses Moody, go get him. And I hear what that guy's saying, dude. Like, we, you know. we all have stuff. If you if you went around a big league locker room with twenty six guys and and they were just hey we're going to be honest and open today right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna share what's going on in our personal you'd be shocked at some of the shocked. things you heard shocked shocked I bet shocked if you if you did this in this office building today and you went around the room and you say you know we're all just going to be we're all going to share our stories you'd be like whoa you know that that whole thing is like be nice to everybody you mm -hmm. don't know what they're going through you're mm -hmm. in a coffee shop have you ever seen those mm -hmm. memes where it's like mm -hmm. they got the thing over their head like i just got divorced i just my dog died today my, you just don't know what people are right. going through everyone's going through stuff and as you was just speaking there i was just thinking through my head that last call right there was talking about work and going to my job and i have to work let's be i do want to be careful here what these professional athletes do are completely different than what we do on a regular basis it is, and it isn't. And I, and I understand why people say, well, I can't take PTO. I have to do this, and I have to do that. No, I understand. I understand, but we do take PTO. We do take time off. Yeah, but the, the, the thing I hate the most, Bonte, is like he's making this much he should. Right. No, no it, it, I'm it not buying that. It has nothing to do with I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. My no, thing no, no, is no. that these guys are human beings, too. Right. That's what I'm buying. But, but, but it's a, it is but, different. It is different. You know what I'm saying? They are human. Just like us, we take our PTO just like them. We just haven't seen it much in professional sports. We haven't seen it much. But I wonder how many players have wanted to take P Like, I'd rather have a player, if there's something personal happening and a player's struggling, I'd rather that player step away. Hey, go handle what you got to do. Come back to the team when you're ready to play, when you're mentally ready to play. That's okay. You want to take some, and I bet you players in the past have been so scared about that because of the society we're in. Society, times have changed. Times have changed. We're a little more sensitive to everything. We're outgoing about mental health. I bet you players that you played with in the past, that feels like, damn, I'm struggling. I, I, I can't get away. I need to get away. And they couldn't because jobs were on the line. People were so quick to say, oh, you're soft, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Think about when we talked about mental health, say, 20 years ago. Right. We're considered soft. But Bonte... My ex-wife had to talk me into getting in the car to go to Dodger Stadium four or five times that year. I didn't want to go to the ballpark. I hated it so much. I See? Didn't, I, I didn't like it. They were treating me like I was a piece of meat. I didn't, I didn't love the whole setting there. And she's like, you worked your whole life to be a big league athlete, big major league player, get in the car, it'll be okay. So, I, dude, nobody... I'm a big mental health guy. I right. suffer from anxiety myself. Right. I deal with it every day. Think I about how we were called soft if you went to therapy. Yeah. Now it's acceptable. You were just nervous back then. Right. But like, I'm, I'm all about mental health, and, and, and that's the most important thing. I'm just saying right now, from a player standpoint, sprint to the finish line. Yeah. You just wish he was there for you. And the yeah, fact that no, you don't I, know when he's going to be there for you, or listen. you don't know when he's coming back, and just to not know... And not know if I can rely on that. Listen, that that's hard. I'm listen. I'm 100 with you when it comes to the basketball stuff. 25 games left. You have momentum. You won 11 to 14. Chris Paul just came back. Clay Thompson's embraced his bench role. Let's go, baby. You got Draymond Green chirping, said, "Hey, we are legit contenders. We don't fear nobody in the Western Conference." And you know what? You shouldn't fear anybody in the Western Conference. 
Let's go. It's still the timing of it. Oh, I understand completely from a basketball standpoint. It's like, damn. And I'm just looking at the three games coming up on the road trip. Tonight, tomorrow, we saw Toronto come to Chase Center earlier in the season and kick the Warriors' ass. They won by 30. They were long, athletic, big. You need a guy like Wiggins in that game. Did you go to TD Garden on Sunday against Boston? And who's their two best players? Two guys Wiggins would be defending on the perimeter, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Damn, it's going to suck if he doesn't play in that game. From a basketball standpoint, hell yeah, I'm a little ticked. But I understand that, hey, this guy's going through something. And if he is, we just got to respect it and deal with it. It is what it is. It is what it is. What are we going to do? Kick and scream and yell and say, get this guy, cut the guy off the team? These guys have been through so much this year. So much. With not knowing if Draymond's going to be there. Indefinitely. Decky passes away. Decky passes away. Draymond's been suspended like 46 times this year. Chris Paul's hurt. GP2's Chris, hurt. And you just get him back. You know, Wiggins was in and out of the starting lineup. Kamiga's, you know, hey, get me out of here. I, Steve Kerr lost my trust. They had to talk it over. He gets a haircut. All of a sudden, he's playing back. You know, it's just so much going on with this team. Dude. So much going on. It's like real housewives of Golden oh, State. man. Let's go to Jordan and San Leandro. Jordan, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, long time listener. First Thank time you. caller. So, uh, Thank I'm you. on the ro- I'm on the road right now. You guys are doing an excellent job. But real quick, uh, I just wanted to make it less about Wiggins. Uh, I feel like the Warriors have maximized what Wiggins was going on as a player. Uh, but it's Moses Moody time, I think, in my opinion. So I just want to see him grow. But uh, I would like to, I would like the conversation to be less about Wiggs and more about Moody. I think it's his time right here. But uh, I, respect I just wanted that. to keep it short. Thank you guys again, man. Thank no, you guys I, again. I respect yeah. that. Bonte, what's your thoughts on Moody? Like, what do you think about him as a player? Like uh, we had a coach on yesterday, and he was talking about he he shows his youth sometimes and his inexperience. Right. But like from what I see, I'm excited for him. What I saw the other night in Washington, I'm excited for him. What are your thoughts on Moody and and his lack of playing time or not being in the rotation? Now he's starting. He he played so well the other night. I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. Before he got hurt. He had back-to-back games and season highs, 21 points, play solid defense. He knows where to be, right spot. Is he the most athletic swingman, small forward? No, he's not. But he seems to know where to be. He seems to be in the right spots. And next thing you know, he gets hurt. He comes back and he doesn't play. And I like Lester Kidioyes. But all of a sudden, he trumps and leapfrogs Moses Moody in the rotation. So I want to know who Moses Moody is. He's played some big games for the Warriors when they won the championship. He was pivotal in that game two against the Dallas Mavericks. Pivotal game five against the Mavericks. Piv- had moments last year in the playoffs. And then you just think about, here's Moses Moody's career in a nutshell with the Golden State Warriors. Sacramento earlier this year, Warriors are up 22. They blow the lead. Moody plays in the fourth quarter, hits four threes. Boom, 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 boom. Back and forth. All that. You're like, wow, look at Moses Moody. Four threes in the fourth quarter. And then he gets pitched in the last four minutes and a half. Because of the feel that Steve Curry was like, hey, I regret not playing Moody and sticking with him. That's his Warriors career in a nutshell. Get a little tease here and there of what he can do, and then boom, he's on the pitch. He seems like a fan favorite. He is, because he stays ready. It's low maintenance, no ego. Look at him hit the three. When he dropped Landry Shredman down the three the other night, he just ran back down the floor. 
Like nothing happened. Hey, just another just another day at the at the court on the courts. Do you know how hard it is from like a, a adrenaline mental standpoint to be like have your coach one day say you're not in the rotation, but that could change, and the next day you're just, just in started. the starting line. You're in the starting line. You're just like I gotta control my pulse. That's I gotta control my pulse. I'm starting tonight. I was I was not even playing. I'm not. Look, and I'm, I'm on the end of the bench right. and I'm starting, and then to be able to control your emotions and your pulse. And to do what he did in that game, to me, like that's why I like him all of a sudden more than I did before. Well, I just think about some of the classic games the Warriors have had over the last three years. He had a memorable game. One game, Curry doesn't even get a shot off in the fourth quarter against Dallas. Well, you know what? Moses Moody hit like five or six threes in that game, if I'm not mistaken, in, especially in the fourth quarter. He was just on fire. On fire. Some of the games the veterans didn't play. Classic game in San Antonio. Moody, Moody's diving all over the floor. All over the floor. Picking up loose balls, hustling, rebounds, all that stuff. The kid deserves a shot to get some run. And now what do you do? If he starts playing well from a basketball standpoint, I just tell Steve Kerr, stick with it. You know what? Wiggins, you're going to have to get back into rotation to earn that spot again. You know, it is what it is from a basketball standpoint. Because we don't have time to wait for guys to get their rhythm. Like, I, I saw him work Chris Paul in. Okay, cool. Chris Paul's ready to roll. He's playing well. We're right with him. But Wiggins, Wiggins is a uh, rhythm guy. He is. He's a rhythm and flow guy. It's got to get in that rhythm. So, I, I, I Moses Moody's got the short head of the stick. And fans do love him because they understand how professional he's been. Fans love a professional, FP, a guy who doesn't complain, who doesn't sulk. I'm sure he's not happy with coming off the bench. But the fact that he was ready to roll against Washington says a lot about Moses Moody and his professionalism. Yeah, I like that. I'm just thinking something while you're talking. What's that? And I kind of mentioned it already. That everybody is just like, respect Andrew Wiggins, and, and we are. Because you don't know what's going on in his personal life. But then there's a guy like Anthony Rendon that came out and said that his faith and his family are more important than baseball, and it's just a job for him. And I think the one thing I, I go back to is... Is I've been in a lot of clubhouses with a lot of guys, right. and one of the beautiful thing about that is it's it's a it's a wide spectrum of beliefs. Some guys eat, drink, and sleep it. Some guys they check in with a briefcase; it's their job. They're just so good at it, they're so talented at it that they just get paid a lot of money to do it, and that's their job. Right. So while everyone's being respectful for obvious reasons of why Andrew Wiggins stepped away, there's a guy like Anthony Rendon that's getting paid. Probably a little bit more. Yep. And then he comes out and says that baseball is not his number one priority, and everybody crushes him, and everybody's dragging him all over, and he's like the most hated guy in the history of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim right now because he was honest and he said what he believes. I know he's played like forty games, forty right. games, he hasn't forty played games. Well he hasn't and, played. Right. So he stepped away from baseball, but it's because of injuries. Right. And he's and he has said there's more important things in his life than baseball. Obviously, there's more important things in life for all of us than our job. But Andrew Wiggins steps away, and everybody's okay. We'll respect that. But Anthony Rendon says that, and he gets dragged. Is that a bad mm -hmm. comparison? It could be. As I'm saying that on the air, I think it might be bad. Well, I think the but I'm just was, trying to like I, yeah, wrap no, my no, head no, around no, both I, of them. I hear you. I and I, I would see. I can see how some fans will be bad because they see what happened to Oakland last year. You know, him stepping up to yeah, a that, fan. That's out of his character. You know, I don't know what's yeah, going you know, on. With and, that, dude. and they see the production. You know, the reason I think so many people are invested in Andrew Wiggins is because we know this guy is a very important player in his basketball team. He just started playing like the old Andrew Wiggins. Dude, he's been hooping. Hooping. Aggressive, confident. Again, last 16 games, 
He's shooting 54% from the floor, 46 from three, and playing some excellent defense. Excellent defense. He's a great player. That's why fans are like, he was the, outside of Stephen Curry, he was the most important player during that championship and, run. And he's a likable dude. Likable. I love Andrew Wiggins. Chill, low-key, low-maintenance, smiles. I, I mean, wow. I, I don't know, man. This, this stinks, man. I hope he's all right, man, because they have to step away from the team again. You know it's serious. Let's go to uh, Horace in Texas real quick. We got Horace, and then we'll get to Willie, and then we'll break and get to Anthony Slater at the top of the hour. Horace, what's happening? You're on the roast. Oh, man. Everything's great, man. Everything great. How you guys doing? Good. Good, Horace. Hey, before I get into the Wiggins thing, I just want to tell you guys, you guys are doing a great job, especially the way you're even reporting this, this Wiggins stuff. You, you, you FP, no, nah, man, you, 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 you're saying exactly what you're supposed to say in a situation like that. I understand everything that you're saying and, it, and it's spot on. So keep, keep talking the way you're talking, man. You, you're, you're not offending anybody with what you're saying. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. But anyway, getting to the Wiggins thing, man, you know, uh, you know, as fans, you know, we get pissed off when, when we hear news like that, you know, especially because it's a coincidence of it happened like like about this time last year. Same thing, you know, but you got to respect him because it must be something very, very serious and important to him to step away, especially, you know, he was in a slump all year and now he's playing great. And now he's got to step away again, so it's got to be something really, really serious on his end. So we got to respect that. Uh, as much as we, you know, want to know what's going on, you got to respect that. But my thing is this: Hey, Moses Moody, here's your chance. You let, 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 let's ball out, buddy. I remember when uh, Trent Green went down. Whose turn was it? Kurt, Kurt Warner had to step up. So you know, that's just my thoughts on it. What you guys think? What do you think, FP? Next man up. Let's go. I'm excited to watch a game tonight. Garden, they're playing well. Knicks are good. They're a little dinged up, but still the Garden. Big game from Steph tonight. I'm excited to watch the pregame show, though. I'm a, that's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> I'm excited to, to see my man Bonte's suit tonight. Uh, oh, yeah, I got to figure that out. <laughs> We got something big before happening. He be blending into the couch, bro. Yeah, (laughs) not recently. Ever since my buddy said that, I've been very cognizant. Light gray suits, dark gray suits. Oh, you went chameleon? Black suits. Because the chairs are blue. You went camouflage? My buddy was like, you be blending into the couch, bro. That's (laughs) the legend of my buddy. (laughs) There's a story behind that one. Willie in Oakland. Willie, what's happening? You're on the roast. Yeah. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. I think um, everything you said, as the last caller mentioned, about Wiggins is on point. I mean, who knows what he's going through in his personal life, whether that's a medical issue personally or for his family. So thoughts go out to him. But I think my focus here is on Steve Kerr. Because as you guys mentioned with Moody, I think it's just absolutely ridiculous that he goes from no playing time to insert it into the starting lineup. He's just messing with people's minds. I mean, how can someone develop a flow if they think at any moment they're going to be benched for an entire game or the next game they're going to start? It took, obviously, Kaminga to call him out in order to get playing time. Now Moody is getting inserted into the starting lineup. And if he plays well, then what? I mean, is he going to end up on the bench? He has no idea. I think Kerr really needs to recalibrate how he's messing with people's mental health. Obviously, this has been a struggle all year for many players, and I think he's not doing us any favors by the way he rotates his, his players on the court. Mm. Good call, good call, Willie. We'll get to that on the other side with Anthony Slater. Rotation, I actually texted him Slater because at some point Steve Kerr will need to shorten the rotation, uh, especially as you get ready for the playoffs. Pat Riley had the famous quote, 
what was it, uh, play eight, rotate seven, trust five, something like that. I got to pull the exact quote up. But Pat Riley's like, I don't believe in playing more than eight guys. <laughs> got to go with our dudes. Trust five and make sure your superstar's really happy. Right. Make sure he's happy. Make sure All he's right. happy. Injury report time. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm. Helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Warriors are in the Big Apple, taking on the New York Knicks, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. That's where Stephen Curry, of course, broke that record. By the way, the quote was, use eight, rotate seven, play six, trust five. There you go. Nice. Use eight, rotate seven, play six, and trust five there. That's, That's your, for Pat Riley. That was your old dating life theme, too. Who am I, dude? Hey, hey, like I say, man. I'm sorry, that was my inside hey, voice. Hey, hey, listen, hey, listen. <laughs> three out of ten is just a 300 hitter, baby. That's all I'm going to say about that. Three out of ten, and I'm good. Uh, Warriors are in the Big Apple facing the New York Knicks, who could be without Jalen Brunson. Point guard is listed as questionable with neck spasms. First began experiencing the issues. Uh, Monday gets the Detroit Pistons. And it's just another layer to the Knicks injury walls right now. Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, OG, and Adobe all listed is out tonight with ankle, shoulder, and elbow issues. But you know what? It's all about the dubs. Just win, baby. Shout out Al Davis. Just stack wins, man. Just win, baby. Don't care who's on the other side. Just win games. It moved to improve to four games over 500. The injury report brought to you by Boxer Girls in Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's so coming up in the game brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. The one and only Anthony Slater. We'll get to Adam in the city right before Slater. Hang on tight, Adam. We'll get to your call here. But Slater, our 95-70 game insider, coming up here on the roast. Kind of like a mashed potatoes guy. It's time. Happening here on a Thursday morning on the roast at P. Santangelo. And for Joe Shasky the Butcher, we're praying for our brother. A uh, big day for him today. Uh, unfortunately, man, um, gonna bury Papa Shasky today. Funeral, we're all going to the funeral afterwards, so we're thinking about Shasky. We'll see him a little later today, but he's in good spirits. He's getting better and better, so hopefully, he's back soon. At P. doing a hell of a job filling in as we're talking about Andrew Wiggins. Sam Lubbock in the back, hanging out, doing bed in the phones. Running the board, doing what he's got to do to stay awake here on the morning roast. Good morning to all the graveyard shift workers, all the overnight dancers, all the firefighters. You like that, FP? You do like that. You got to shout them out. They're working too. Yeah. Everybody's working. A lot of mailmen. Shout out to Costco yesterday, showing love. My man Pat at Costco yesterday. Rug me up for a lot. We spent a lot of money at Costco yesterday, but shout out to Pat. He's a roaster. He's probably on his way in right now to Costco. And shout out to YouTube and Twitch, brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market today. And shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line. Talking about the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins is away from the team right now. Real quick, FP, let's get to Adam the City before we get to Anthony Slater from The Athletic. Adam, good morning, man. How you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on, Bonte. Just wanted to first congratulate you on your engagement. That's amazing. Thank you, brother. You're going to do it eventually, and uh, it looked like an amazing night, so happy for you. Thank um, you, brother. 
Just wanted to, uh, of course, I just wanted to lead off the conversation with, you know, why, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the reason behind Wiggins. I, I'm not that type of person. If he's got to deal with some, you know, leave him alone. However, what I will say, why we are better positioned this time around compared to last year is, you know, we do have a Chris Paul and his first game back. He looked really good playing. Moody being inserted into the starting lineup, he looked good playing, and he's also shown in the past that he's ready to play, and now he's given his opportunity. We have Kaminga rolling. We have, you know, Draymond back. Uh, so I think that we're a much better position team this year to kind of, even though Wiggins was playing really well, it's like, well, it's now it's not like we don't have the players to kind of, you know, supplement what we're losing in him, I, I think we'll be all right um, for however long he needs to be out. But at least this time around, we're a lot better positioned with the with the depth that we have. That's a good point, Adam. Good call, man. Good to hear from you. And he does make an excellent point that maybe they are in a better position. But we'll ask we'll ask Anthony Slater here from the Athletic R ninety five seven game insider here on the morning roast. And we love Slate's man does an excellent job covering his basketball team. Missed him yesterday. I know he's on the train with crying babies going up from the nation's capital to New York City. But I know you made it to the Big Apple, right? You made it to the Big Apple safely, right, Slates? I am here. There you go. You are there. You are there. But despite the crybabies, it's like you didn't even get away from home, huh? <laughs> hey, home home. I'm not saying that on air. I'm not saying that on air. <laughs> You don't have to, man. You don't have to. All right, the big story, obviously, uh, we'll get to Clay. We'll get to the rotations. I thought your breakdown on CP3, Clay, the slip screens, the Kamiga, I thought it was beautifully written the other day by your slates. But Andrew Wiggins, he's out, second straight season. He's had to leave the team due to personal reasons. We're not going to speculate on what's going on. But from a basketball standpoint, uh, it uh, the timing is not right, right? It's never it's never good timing whatsoever. But with 25 games left, and he was playing his best basketball of the season, and it's just, it's just a weird season, right? One guy comes back, another guy goes out. One guy gets suspended, another guy goes out. Injuries, whatever it is, it just feels like it's been the theme of the season, Anthony. Oh, for sure. It's, it, 25 is interesting because that's the the number he missed last year was the final 25 games, which, by the way, I don't know. Like, they actually played pretty good. 8-2 uh, in the final 10 last right. year. They had a five-game win streak right after he uh, left the team. So uh, and that was when Kaminga, I thought, had a really good stretch. Yeah. Now, that didn't translate into playoff rotation because Wiggins came back. But um, as far as now, yeah, I mean, look, Moody's going to get an opportunity, which I know the fan base has kind of been clamoring for and. Um, you know, they have this crunch, which I wrote about the other night, right? This closing lineup issue where basically got like eight options. Well, you know, they need Wiggins. They, they, they need a lot of what he does on the wing defensively, but at the same time, Clay's playing really well off the bench. You know, um, Chris Paul, Steve Kerr is going to want to close with him at times. Gary Payton, uh, you know, is, is healthy right now. He's a defensive ace. You can kind of throw in important moments. So um, the fact that they're, rotation is very well built and healthy around uh you know without Wiggins right now I think puts him in a decent position to keep winning games Anthony why hasn't Moody had a chance because they view him as kind of like the the wing on the outside looking in who, who, he's just buried right I mean when they're healthy you have Wiggins Kaminga starting on the wing you have Clay Thompson who at this point in his career pretty much is a wing you got Gary Payton who they love to have like in, in various spurts of the game defensively and I think you know, when Chris Paul was out and they were looking for 
a backup guard um, who could who could defend a little quick, you know, could pick up full court. They went to Lester Quinones, and I think that told you plenty about what they view Moody positionally. They don't view him as a guard who who defends quicker guards. They view him more as a, as a three, maybe even you know, in some ways a four. Uh, and that and and on this roster, he's buried there. Do you think there's some relief with Steve Kerr that he finally has figured it all out? He's been tinkering all season long. He's got his well. Kind of got his starters now without Wiggins in there, but then he has the bench with two future Hall of Famers on it. I mean, it, it feels like he seems more comfortable with everything, and he's not tinkering as much as he used to. Am I right on that? Yeah, but you know, he's the next closing decision he makes in a loss that gets criticized. You know, it'll feel differently, right? I mean, right. He's got other problems, or you know, they're good. They're better problems than, like you said, when when more people are out, more people are injured, more people are struggling. But this is how it is in sports, right? When you're winning, everything seems to be, you know, going well. If you go on like a two, three game losing streak, we're going to start to pick and choose the mistakes he's making because usually when you're losing, three or four of your players are struggling. So um, we'll see, you know. But but I am curious, kind of. Um, when it comes down to it, we haven't really, with, with Chris Paul back, with Clay Thompson playing well, with their new starting lineup, we haven't seen them in you know consecutive tough close games where he has to make difficult closing lineup decisions. I think that's where it gets more interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Anthony Slater here on the morning roast right now on 95-7 the game. Um, your story the other day, speaking of which, Clay Thompson is on fire coming off the bench here, averaging nearly 20 points a game, shooting 45% from three. And we saw him and Chris Paul together. And then that slip screen with Kaminga. And you wrote it brilliantly in the Athletic the other day about that play, how Chris Paul's looking for Clay Thompson, how maybe Clay Thompson's going to open up things for Chris Paul, having a Hall of Fame backcourt on the bench, two future Hall of Famers, a godsend for Steve Kerr, but also the spacing there. This is going to be great for that second unit. And the second unit has been good all season, Anthony, but now you get Chris Paul, you get Clay, and if you get a little Kaminga there, dive into the rim alongside Sarge, man, this is a dangerous, dangerous unit. Yeah, you know, Clay Thompson was saying uh, Chris Paul like always puts it on the seams, like, you know, best ever to do it. And, you know, I don't know how much that does or doesn't matter for a shooter, but, it, you know, I mean, he seems to think it does when, it's, when they're doing even just like a little pick and pop on the side. Uh, he, he does. Chris Paul does seem to time it up perfectly and, and get Clay Thompson kind of a rhythm shot. So if they can get a Clay Thompson hot streak, and we've seen the last few years, even post injuries, like he'll have a cold month, but he'll have a really hot month too. And, and you know, three out of his last five games are a pretty big scoring number. So maybe he's on, you know, at the start of kind of a hot stretch, which does change their team. Uh, as far as the second unit goes, he does provide the gravity. Um, Kaminga was playing with them to close the first and third quarters. I wouldn't mind seeing him more also to start the second and fourth. They've been taking him out and going with Sarge, Trace Jackson, Davis. Could you do Kaminga, Trace Jackson, Davis? It might be a little bit tougher for spacing purposes. Right. Um, but, you know, I would almost like to see more Kaminga, right? I mean, there was, right. a, there was a point in time he was in the 30, you know, five-minute total. Now it seems to be kind of mid-20s, but he's doing that, like, roster why Draymond's really only playing like you know low to mid 20s right now right. uh it's been interesting the way he's spreading the spreading the rotational love I think that needs to get trimmed down uh at some point right as they head towards the playoffs you're not really going to be playing an 11-man rotation where nobody's playing more than like 28 minutes a game so it, it's interesting I got a couple more for you Anthony we'll go back to Wiggins yeah. in just a second but 21-65 for Kaminga the other day did not take a three-point shot so the shot selection has been a lot better for Jonathan Kaminga as of late Stephen Curry, 
is this what, what what do you see from Seth Curry? Do you see a guy who's tired of Steve Curry referred to a Curry? He debunked it when you asked him about it. He's like, nah, I'm not fatigued. Nah, nah, nah. Where are you seeing from Steph Curry right now? It's just a little mini slump. Yeah, I mean, which he has. Um right. and I get you know, All Star Weekend felt shortened this year. Obviously he has a lot of duties on All Star Weekend, so um, maybe he doesn't come back quite as refreshed as, as, as other players do. Um, yeah, I mean, he like you said, he says it's just a saluting, shooting slump. He's really trying to kind of debunk it. But, you know, he's turn, turning 36 next month, this month, we can almost say. It's March tomorrow. Um, and he's played all but three games. How many games have they played at this point? 58, so he's mm-hmm. played like 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a heavy burden, especially early in the season. So, remember how uh, – Exhausted emotionally, he looked early in the season with the right. dealing with like the Draymond suspensions, all that. Like this yep. has been a long season for him with 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 a heavy workload, and I think right now better than you know he I, he could probably use a rest night, but I'm not sure they can find it just considering where they are in the standings. But I think a night like what happened in Washington is good for him, where he wasn't good, but they won pretty easily because you know they they they're having one of those nights where they look deeper, they're playing well. So if they can win while he struggles, then I think he can maybe get some of that energy back where it isn't him having to play 38 minutes, having to shoot 25 times just for them to stay in the game. And he's back in the building where he surpassed Ray Allen for the most three-point makes in NBA history. He's had some memorable moments there. Studio 54, when he dropped 54 against the Knicks, hit the guard. It's a great arena. I know you love covering it. So quick two ones here. I do want to ask you as a beat writer. Covering yeah. a situation like this with Andrew Wiggins, because it's tough for us to navigate on the airways. You don't want to speculate, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to be reckless and start spreading rumors around, but you don't know what's happening here. How do you navigate a story like that? Because you had to go through it last year for two months. How do you navigate that as a beat writer? Because you're around the team every single day. Do you ask the question every day? How do you go? How do you navigate a situation like this with Andrew Wiggins, uh, Anthony, with the team? Well, as far as like, um, you know, in like public interview settings like it's you know yeah you do ask steve kerr at least you know once every few games i asked him the other day you know washington he you know said he didn't know when williams would be back and they're going to keep it private uh maybe i'll ask him tonight i'll certainly ask him by the end of the road trip you know continue to get updates even though you know kind of it's one of those situations where non-updates are updates you know right. kind of gives you a, a peek into the situation and I was doing that all last season and then beyond just like the, the, the press conference settings you just you keep checking in with people you keep trying to get as much information as possible you you try to navigate what should or shouldn't be shared publicly uh, it is it's kind of a delicate situation and mm-hmm. and a very um, you know, it's a hidden situation but like they really like not many people in the organization. Uh, are kept in the loop necessarily on this one. I mean, I remember we've talked about it, but last year I'd have people in the organization come out to me and see if I knew more, but like if I knew right. different stuff going on, because like they're, like I said, it, it, it's kept within a small circle because that's how Wiggins wants it. Um, my, We'll see if, the, if this, uh, you know, I've had people be like, look, he could be back tomorrow. It could be, you know, much later. We don't know. Um, so that that's the at least the, the public and even private line that, that they're keeping is, is is they don't know. Do you think this affects whether they'll have him back next year or not? Certainly, you know, I think everything affects it. I think I think Wiggins having a really strong finish uh, to the season and the Warriors, you know, having a you know go going a few rounds into the playoffs would would not just keep Wiggins' future intact, but a lot of this core's future intact. Clay Thompson. Um, whereas, you know, if they, if they flame out, if they, 
get bounced in the play-in if, if Wiggins either isn't around or doesn't play well over the last 20 or so games in the play-in. Like, they'll reassess uh, the roster from a financial standpoint and from a competitive standpoint. So, so it, in a roundabout way, like, it, everyone's future in some ways is kind of on the line. Like, I'm not right. sitting here saying, hey, if they get bounced in the playoffs, Steph Curry's gone. We all know that's mm-hmm. not the case, but, like, a lot right. is on the line over the last few months. There's no doubt. All right, last for, last one for you, Anthony. You've been on the NBA circuit for quite some time. Um, you've traveled to every arena. Um, you're a big baseball fan. I know you love going to baseball games. You're a football fan. Obviously, you went to Orchard Park. I, I'm going to Orchard Park next year when the Niners go. I don't care damn when that game is. It could be in December. I'm going to take a couple of days off of pre and post and go out there to Buffalo because I want to experience that. But you're at the Mecca. You're at Madison Square Garden. Is that the arena when you first started covering basketball, covering the NBA? Is that the one arena that's kind of tugs at your heartstrings? Or what is that arena for you? I would say I remember being excited for it, especially early covering the NBA. I uh, did a Christmas game here, which was really cool. It was Thunder uh, Knicks back in the day and just being in New York on Christmas and then MSG was cool. But if I'm being honest with you, now that I'm like a grouchy older reporter, <laughs> it's got to be the worst seat in the league. <laughs> you are way up there. I know that. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, I, you know, Chase Center not that much better. A lot of these new arenas, you know, are, are booting us further upstairs but uh the security is like really tight in msg uh it's it's just like it's it's a lot harder to do my job so to be honest with you like i said um yes i would answer your question right uh you know i guess very sentimentally maybe 10 years ago but now i'm like msg tonight like (laughs) you can see a rat the size of a small poodle run in front of you and you're like yeah i gotta get out of here I rem- I'll, I'll give it to you like this. I remember when Steph was getting close to breaking the three-point record. I wanted him to break it in Indy. Because I was like, there's not going to be many people there. It's going to be really easy to just be behind-the-scenes reporting. When it was like, oh, he's going to break it in MSG, I was like, this is going to be a circus. <laughs> it's always a circus in that town. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So what is that arena now for you? Do you get up for any arena? Or are you just that old grouchy beat writer you just mentioned saying, ah, it's the same. It is what it is. Well, to be, I'm like, ooh, we're in Memphis tonight. I'm going to be sitting courtside. It's a great seat. Orlando, I'm like right behind their bench. I'm basically in their huddles. I'm like, that's what that, those are the arenas I love. Oh, man, that's funny, man. Real quick, uh, before we let you go, Clay Thompson. Uh, we just mentioned him. He's on fire right now coming off the bench, and he's been honest. He had an honest post-game interview with us on NBC Sports Bay Area the other day. He's been honest with you, Sam Amick. What do you think? Because I've been having a lot of fun with our audience here saying that Clay Thompson's going to get paid. A lot of people, you know, we get some fans calling in or people thinking that he's going to get paid under $20 million a year. I don't see that happening. What do you think, Clay, with this new role here and having that perspective, still a great shooter, what do you think he commands on the upper market next season? Yeah, you know, I think I think you're probably on target, uh, you know, with 20 being kind of the, the low end for a guy who's still, I think he's still fourth or fifth in the NBA and made threes. Uh, he was first last season. Uh, he has that competitive uh, fire to him that I think w- would light up, you know, potentially a young team. And Orlando's obviously been floated out there uh, as a potential destination. Um, but, Again, a little bit like what we were talking about earlier, I think the last couple of months matter, right? If he, right. if he has a really good stretch, like coming off the bench, shooting it well, still playing 25 minutes a night, um, you know, scoring, you know, o- over 20 off the bench like every other game, like, yeah, that's a really valuable weapon, right? Like, what is Buddy Heal going to get on the market? It's, it's similar to that. Um, but you also – it depends on how the market materializes. You know, I wouldn't have said Fred Van Vliet was going to get what he got, but Houston right. really was like – 
you know, hungry to, to jumpstart their rebuild and, and wanted to give a bunch of veterans money. So he'd need a team like, like in Orlando or like, you know, somebody with cap space to, to really want to fast forward um, because he's a fast forward type player, right? You'd be getting him for the right now. Uh, so if there's a team out there, then yeah, that jolts up his market. Dylan Brooks market was, you know, probably a lot higher than people would have predicted last year at this time because Houston was willing to pay him that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson, he's still a, not even just like a coveted player to me, like a coveted like personality yeah. for, for a team. Orlando Magic. Look out for them trying to drive up the price on Clay Thompson. But we'll get to that in a few months. Right now, the Warriors are trying to win their seventh straight road game. They try to do it tonight at Madison Square Garden Arena. Anthony is not too fond of as a reporter. Anthony, good stuff, man, as always, man. Have fun out there in New York. And good thing, it's not cold. Looks like the weather's great out there in the East Coast. Great is a little strong, but you know it was a little rainy last night, a little cold front coming down. I think it's 40s today, but I'm just sounding so so like such a hater today. So I'm gonna walk down to like I don't know Empire State Building or something just to just to feel a little bit. <laughs> Wash away the hater vibes, yeah, that's right. There you go, there you go. Wash away the vibes, man. Good stuff as always. We'll be looking for your work tonight, man. Good stuff, Slates. All right, y'all. Did he Slater here on 957 game? Uh, Morty doesn't like MSG. As a reporter, Dude, as a reporter. You, New York is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not some. It's, you go on that road trip, and some people are like, I can't wait to get out of here. I hate this right. place. It's too crowded. I got to wait in lines everywhere. There's traffic. Mm-hmm. I love it, dude. I love the vibe. I love the energy of the city. It just makes me miss it. And to see Clay in his Instagram yesterday, I right. love this place. Yep. I love that place too. Dude. I love it too. I love New so York. So I always bring up Orlando because they're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. And Harry Potter land, quick trip to the Bahamas if you want to come out there. I see Tyler Miller. There's no IG models in Orlando. Now I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say Clay Thompson messes around the IG models. I'm not saying that at all. But Orlando's an underrated town, from what I hear. Um. I'm taking my talents to Disney World. I'm taking can, my talents to he, Disney World. He's going to say in the offseason. No, he's going to. He's going to be. A, he's a forever warrior. Is there? Is, is, is that a thing? Yeah. Forever warrior. Yeah, I know it's forever giant. Forever giant. Forever warrior. We got to keep Talkman. Clay here. Mike Talkman, forever giant. <laughs> Dude, my rookie year, I didn't leave the hotel room. I was scared to go out in New York. I was scared of the city. I was scared of the crime. I was scared of everything. I just oh, went. Like, I just got on the bus, oh, went to the man. ballpark, came home, went to bed. You sound like a guy from Sacramento. And then every year it grew on me. I was like, oh, now? Oh, I know where to go. I know the, 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 the boroughs, the restaurants, the bars, the clubs. I'm in New York. Have you ever been to Orlando? Yeah. How is it? It's, it's Disney. That's it? It's just Disney. Harry Potter? I mean, Universal it, Studios, biggest, one of the biggest airports in the world. Right, the TSA lines are forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, spring training with Space Coast Stadium yeah. and Vieira Beach yeah. for years. Flew into Orlando, uh, I'm not, and I'm not a big Florida guy. I like South Florida versus Central Florida. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Who I'm, I'm, like that, that checks I'm, out. I'm, I'm a South Florida guy. Once you get out of the comfy confines of Dayton Broward County, it it gets yucky. I played in the fast. Florida State League, dude. They, they, you go to Winter Haven and. Uh, Lakeland. Oh, deep in the sticks. Where people have like pickup trucks on blocks in their front yard. Oh, it's just like, it's a different vibe. Florida, Florida's it's different. It's a different vibe. It's a different <laughs> world over different. there. It's a different, oh, it's kind man. of a, man. Somebody said, David, said. David here on YouTube. There's a reason why Florida is called God's waiting room. Is that true? <laughs> I had no idea. Dude, I had no idea. Dude, we used to, we, we, I spring training at Vero Beach with the Dodgers, and we're like, Vero Beach, where uh, people come to die. <laughs> God's waiting room, Florida? 
Hey, babe, a, we're never moving to Florida. Dude, there was Trust an Outback me. Steakhouse, and that's all there was. That's all there was. It just said, like, at four, 5 o'clock, they lined up for dinner. Oh, man. It's just like, it's dinner time, never, honey. Dude, Let's I'm, get some soup. I, <laughs> I've never heard that. God's waiting room. All right, that's good stuff, man. I've never heard that before. Man, uh, Florida, I'm, I've only been to Miami once. I'm, have I? Where else have I got to Florida? Nah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, big takeaway from Slater, man. Did Andrew Wiggins stuff, not updates or basically updates. Um, just the way he navigates the story, asks Steve Kerr every other day, hey, any updates on Wiggins? Any updates on Wiggins? Not asking what's going on. Any updates on Wiggins? Because from a bad, I, I, you know, I care about him personally. I want I want his mentals to be right with, the, with whatever he's dealing with, FP. But from the basketball standpoint, this is why... I try to keep things in sports. I don't talk politics here. I don't get into people's lives or what, who they date. I, I try to leave that stuff alone. But there's 25 games left. And he's playing his good bat. He's playing some really good basketball. And what I don't want to happen is say he misses 10 or 15 games and Moody starts to get into a role like Kamiga did last year. Wiggins comes back, which we're all going to welcome with open arms. We're going to embrace him and say, all right, cool. We got Wiggs back. Let's go. Let's try to get this championship. Comes back, though, what does it mean for other guys? Rotations, minutes. All of a sudden, everything is out of whack here. Maybe Clay has to play more than he wants to play. Maybe Chris Paul has to play a little more. Maybe Kaminga has to play a little more. What if Kaminga gets into foul trouble? Who are you going to replace Kaminga with? You know, that's a lock. This is your best individual defender in Andrew Wiggins. That's why it hurts from a basketball standpoint. I'm trying to treat it like an injury. From basketball standpoint, it's like, ah, you just got Chris Paul back. Now this, yeah. Let's get into that. I know we got a break right now. Oh, let's we got a break. Into, oh, let's, let's, let's get into that. Looking big at the time. clock. Well, I got it right. Joe here. Shasky would never look at the clock and break. He would have gave me a two minute monologue right there. You know, I love you, Butch. No, no. I, 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 I'll, I'll reiterate what I said already today. Yeah. I, I want to get into that big time. Right. It's crunch time. <laughs> Somebody's asked me <laughs> if, if I'm going to get into the uh, my jumping through a table in Buffalo. No, I am not. Anthony Slater said he might like said something like he might be back tomorrow or something. Listen, we're going to replay some of those cuts. We're yeah, going to yeah. get into it under the other side here. Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Hi, how are you? Hey, Dub Nation, it's Trace Jackson Davis, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky on 95.7 The Game. Very smooth, TJD. Very, very smooth there as we welcome everybody back to The Roast. Get you some 95.7 The Game gear right now at breakingtea.com slash 957. We have all sorts of cool apparel for you to wear whenever you want, wherever you are, win or lose, as well as some... Awesome gear repping the shows here at 957 Game. Go to breakytcom slash 957. Um, some really cool gear. I love the t-shirts, man. The material's soft, nice cotton. They do a great job over there as we're talking some Warriors here. Uh, we're going to get to the Niners. I, I, I guess we'll try to get into the Niners at 9 o'clock or at the 9 o'clock hour FP. But we just had Anthony Slater on. And obviously the big story with the Go to State Warriors is not Steph Curry on the mini slop. It's not Klay Thompson coming off the bench and dropping 20 a game. It's not CP3 being back. Um, <laughs> it's not the Warriors trying to win their seventh straight road game, which is amazing, considering they only won 11 last year. They've been really good on the road this season, just haven't been as good at home this season. One of their worst home records they're going to have if you take away 2019, hell, in over a decade. I mean, it's it's been bad at home, barely over 500, but it's Andrew Wiggins. 
Andrew Wiggins has had to step away to the, step away from the team due to personal reasons, and our prayers and thoughts go out to him. Whatever he's going through, we can't be a good situation, but <sighs> it just comes at a inopportune time. FP. 25 games left. Team's rolling. Well, Pacers are set. From a personal standpoint, you empathize. And like I said earlier, uh, repeating myself, if you're just getting in your car, like the locker room, the clubhouse is your sanctuary. Like whatever's going on in your personal life for most guys, when you get there and you get to be with your, your brothers and the people that you live with for six, seven months out of the year, you can compartmentalize. And for six or seven hours, that goes away. So for him to step away, it's it's got to be something serious. That said, you respect that. And as an organization, as a franchise, as a coach, as a player, you respect that. But then there's the other side of it, the basketball side of it, the 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 player in me side of it, where this is go time right now. You're playing well. You've won 11-14. Things are rolling. You've won six in a right. row on the road. You're going for number seven in the garden right. tonight. And now I don't know if he's going to be here. If we say in and of itself this year this happened, you'd be like, oh, man, I've, okay. But it happened last year for two months. And to mm-hmm. have Steve Kerr say, we don't know when he's coming back. And as a player, if I'm in that locker room, we don't know when he's coming back. And I have to count on you because all of a sudden you're playing the best basketball you've played all season. It's mm-hmm. the old Andrew Wiggins. We have 25 games left to get to the playoffs, to get out of this stupid playing thing and become a six or a seven. And now you're not there. Like from, from that aspect of it and the basketball and the player in me standpoint, it's just like, man, I need you here. Right. And whatever it is, couldn't wait for 25 games. Then, you know, and it's happened before and now it's happening again. And will it happen next year? And can I count on you being there? I understand it's sensitive. I understand it's personal reasons. You respect Mm -hmm. that. But, like, I said the same thing about Draymond when he got suspended to death. And, like, I need you there. They need him there. Mm-hmm. And maybe he comes back tomorrow night. I don't know what's going on. Right. But for them to all be going, we don't know when. I don't know when. And that, you know, that that's hard for me to wrap my head around if, if I was in that locker room. Here's uh, Steve Curry yesterday with Willard and Mark Grandy, who filled in for Dan Dibley for their weekly interview with Steve Kerr. Here's Willard asking Steve Kerr, and he followed up asking him about Andrew Wiggins. Here's what Steve Kerr said. I I just think that you know we we we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has uh, is a private person um, and so he's uh, asked to to keep it private and we're going to honor that so you know it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that the bottom line is um, you know we respect Wiggs we need him um, and we fully expect him back but we just don't know when what that will be. We just don't know when. We just don't know when. Yeah, and then I, I guess moving forward, you would have to ask the same thing about next season. Mm. D- it, it, w- w- will this happen again? Could this happen again? Does he need to step away for personal reasons again? And then, not to sound insensitive, but can I rely on him being there in, in, in crunch time for me next year? And based on... Like, I don't know, there were reports well, think, that he didn't come are, in camp think, in shape. You think players are thinking about that, FP? I don't want I can't, you to speak for them. I can't speak for okay. everybody because, like, like I said, the beautiful thing about a locker room is that there's so many different personalities and right. takes. Some some guys play for the love of the game. They live the game. They take the game home with them. Some guys are business-like. They check in. They're just so good at what they do. It's a means for them to help their family, and it's just a job. 
and you never judge anybody like that they, they come from different backgrounds different beliefs so i can't speak for everybody in any locker room ever just like it's just any workplace environment people have different beliefs and different views right. i would say from my standpoint maybe it's an, more of an old school take right like you empathize you sympathize like damn but i need you here man right i need you here like right now in madison square garden tonight like i need you on that floor and I know there's way more important things in life than sports. There's way more important things in life. You know, Anthony Rendon said it. Like, he, he's one of those guys that just was so good at what he did that he got paid a lot of money to do it. Right. But I, from my standpoint and my personal take, like, I need him there. Yeah. And, and, and because this is the second time. And is, he gonna, is, this gonna, is there going to be a third time and a fourth time that he steps away for personal reasons? And not saying that, that something's not so important that you can't step away but when it becomes a thing and i need you there and we're sprint and we're going well like not that he's letting me down but I, I need him there no i hear you i hear you trust me i hear you and I, and then, you'll like, never me, hear that publicly they're going to no. say all the right things because they're respecting what's going on in his life and he might be there tomorrow and maybe we're making a bigger deal of this than it is i think it's a big deal because it's happening back-to-back -back years you know <laughs> And I know you got tread lightly. Yeah. Like, I respect no, no, that. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Like I'm just I said earlier, no. if this was an East Coast here, here. show, they'd be crushing Oh, him, no, dude. they would be they'd crushing be like, Wait, again? Crushing no, what are we doing? Again? Listen, like, what's I'm, going I'm, on? I'm, I'm, I don't even cancel culture and everything. I'm, I'm scared to say whatever. Like, oh, listen, here, here's the deal. You're here's, getting fired. You're Someday getting fired. you are. You know? You are. Trust me. You'll say something you didn't see coming. That's just the way it is I'm too smooth for that, man. You ain't going to catch me slipping, It might be 10 years We're all doomed, dude. You're not going to catch me slipping, man. And you're not going to come get me. You're going to have to fire me and just say I'm too old or not good enough. But I'm not. You know, I'm not I'm not going there. No, from a basketball standpoint, I, I just think about it. It's like, damn, man, like 25 games. He's start, just starting to start. just starting to play well. You know, and I'm not going to speculate on what's going on. If a guy got to move on and, and take care of his personal reasons, go do that. I respect that. Whether it happens here at radio, television, whatever the case may be. You need to step away for a month. Step away. I'd rather you do that than come in and not be able to perform at a high level because you're head somewhere else. But if it happens consistently, you like well, it's twice, right? Thing? It's 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 happening back to back seasons. So, you know, if it happens again next season, if he is a member with the Golden State Warriors, then yeah, it is a, starting to become a theme. But it happened last year. We respected it. They got back at the Slater mentioned it. They were eight and two in the ten games going into the playoffs. They beat up on Sacramento in seven games, and then of course lost to the LA Lakers in six. And he got hurt. He got hurt uh, with the rib injury that really derailed his game six against LeBron James and the LA Lakers. But boy, it, I get questioned all the time. I'm just I I don't want the speculation to happen. It's just a touchy situation because you don't know what's going on. So how do you navigate around it? Who do you ask the questions to? What are the questions? What are the questions? But I'm a focus. On, I'm gonna flip it here on the FP. I'm gonna focus on Moses Moody. Say, young man, Let's it's go. your time to G shine. Giddy up, because it is giddy up. March giddy is up. tomorrow. It is March Madness. The NBA now has a March Madness feel to it with all the in-season tournaments and the play-in and all that stuff. It is go time now. And wicked, you got to go handle your business. But for the guys in the locker room, they got to be locked in. But, but they got to be locked in on, on trying to get this playoff run. I, I know it's insensitive to say. No, it's not insensitive. We, we all have business, though. Everybody listening to the show has business. Right. You have business. I have business. We, we all have personal things. 
that are that right. are that are important to us that are way more important than work. But like it, like I said earlier, if you went around a major league clubhouse talking to 26 guys and they were just open and honest about what they right. have going on in life, you're like, why are you here? You should be mm-hmm. somewhere else. Like we we all have things. Everybody listening has things. Sorry. No, I no, had, I just really, had to interject, right? No, no. I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I'm I'm, I'm ready for Mr. Stay Ready Moses Moody. It's your time. It's your time. Let's go. To stabilize this bad boy, get some wins. Because all I'm, I'm, look, I watched LeBron James last night. Look, I hate the Lakers. I do. I don't like the Lakers at all. But watching him drop 19 in the fourth quarter, five threes, and you feel that crowd, you feel that energy, it felt like a playoff game in the fourth quarter. I said, okay, guys started to ramp it up. Guys started to play some ball. You still don't want LeBron as a warrior? <laughs> Not really. Saw I, I want to beat LeBron. <laughs> but he's still great. Like, you know, I, I, it's go time, man. These games are important. This is the type of season we've been waiting on. You got college basketball starting to ramp it up with the conference tournaments. March Madness is around the corner. You got the NBA playoffs following right after. You got 25 games left to, rec- to fix this season and hopefully get into a top six spot and make, maybe, maybe make a run in the playoffs. How important is tonight's game that they win? I, it's huge. And then you move on to tomorrow, and it becomes even more important. And then you play Boston on Sunday. Look, you win tonight, you at least clinch a 500 road trip. Then you can get greedy tomorrow night in Toronto. And all of a sudden, what if you're 3-0 on this road trip going into Boston? You're playing with house money on Sunday. You play a good game on national television, you fly back, take two days off, and hopefully get Andrew Wiggins back. I don't know when he's coming back. Nobody knows when he's coming back. Steve Kerr doesn't know. Anthony doesn't know. But here's what Slater said about the chance for Moses Moody to shine. Moody's going to get an opportunity, which I know the fan base has kind of been clamoring for. And, you know, they have this crunch, which I wrote about the other night, right? This closing lineup issue where basically got like eight options. Well, you know, they need Wiggins. They, they, they need a lot of what he does on the wing defensively. But at the same time, Clay's playing really well off the bench. Chris Paul, Steve Kerr is going to want to close with him at times. Gary Payton, you know, is, is healthy right now. He's a defensive ace. You can kind of throw in important moments. So the fact that they're, rotation is very well built and healthy around without Wiggins right now, I think puts him in a decent position to keep winning games. There you go. Great opportunity for Moses Booty. Great opportunity for him. I will say this. I want to reply to something on YouTube. Uh, or just, you know, anybody, because I know this is a sensitive matter when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. It is very delicate. Some people say, hey, man, Bonte, you're sounding soft about the matter. Here's what I'll say. In the real world, when people take time off due to personal matters, what do we do? We respect that person in their personal matters, in their privacy, and they take time off. I've been in jobs where people take multiple times off, and you have no idea when they're coming back. No you're, idea when. But your back. partner, your your partner right now, he's he's going through it. He's, he's going in through the middle it. He's, of it. He's been going through it since Thanksgiving. Yeah. What have we done? We stepped up on the roast and respected Shasky and what he's going through, and we pray for him, and we're there, and we check in on him, and he comes back, he comes back. And we welcome him with open arms. We're not, I'm not going to sit here and say, Shaska, man, I need you back, man. Uh, uh, you know, this and that. And we, no. Yeah, you you, take, you, you ever work with FP, Shasky? <laughs> I need you back, bro. I need you back yesterday. You back. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Next Get hour. over that right Next now. Hour. You know, but no, seriously. I've been at jobs where, and I, I, Anna's been at jobs where she's like, man, this person's off due to personal reasons. We don't always. It happens. It happens. So why, when it happens to a professional athlete, we have to act differently. Said, "Well, he gets paid twenty five million. It doesn't matter. That's, hey, he doesn't, that's that's come on, man. 
if we're gonna if we're gonna sit here and say we want our athletes to be human, what are we gonna do? Why are you gonna be bad? We do it in the real world. I see it happen in the real world. You have to respect it. Somebody's going through something personal. You know, you respect it, but like as a, as a teammate, I need him there. I like I'm that. gonna, you can lean on me. I'll give you a big hug. We'll, we'll talk it out. We'll go have a beer after the game. Like I, right. I, I need you there right now. Like yeah. I need you there. I hear you. You're playing the best basketball of your life. Yep. Well, this year maybe. Everybody goes through things differently, man. I know. Everybody goes through through uh, through traumatic uh, experiences differently. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene, what's happening, man? You're on the roast. What up, Uncle Gene? Hey, morning, fellas. So, listening to all this about about Andrew, excuse me, um, I'm having a problem with even the slightest implication that that Andrew is letting ways. Um, Bless you. You're right. Listen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I just Bless got you. Monte knows part. a Heimlich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Listen. We don't know what's going on. I mean, I in my line of work, I do a lot of you know, what they call forensics, trying to figure out the why of things. That's why I like to analyze things like this. And I'm coming up with two of the most likely possibilities for why he's out. One is I don't think we want to really go there and speculate, dude. We, I don't think that's... Well, but, but, it, it, I guess you can. Well, go ahead. I, I do. I Okay, I do for this reason, FP. Just hear me out. Okay. Listen. I mean, I'm thinking maybe there's a serious medical emergency in his family. Or maybe he's having serious emotional problems. Maybe he's struggling with depression. I remember a couple of years ago, remember the Simone Biles situation at the Olympics when she had to step aside because she said, and she, you know, she could have won another couple of gold medals for us. She said, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You know, and uh, mentally, I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm toast at this point. And we respected that. I mean, I wish that, I wish that Andrew would speak out and, and, and tell us what's going on. I'm sure he's told his teammates, and I'm sure they're respecting it, whatever it is. I think it would be better for him if he's afraid of the, you know, if he's afraid of the press, you know, maybe badgering him about it. Well, I'm hoping the press is respectful if this happens, if he does come out. I'm, I'm certain that the, uh, the local fans will treat him respect, respectfully and compassionately and support him, whatever it is. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but once again, uh, let's, let's just please leave that alone. And, uh, and as you say, Bonte, let's just look at uh, Moses Moody, hope that this is his chance to shine and he moves forward and, um, right. you know, fills his spot admirably and takes us to the, helps take us to the playoffs. There you go, Uncle G. Well, 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 well said. Man. Well said. Well said. Get it's, well soon. You know, it, it's a sensitive subject, man. It, I, and I know Warrior fans are going to support Andrew Wiggins and what he's going through, man. He's a champion, you know. Going into the season, I, I I thought he was the most important player on this team. Obviously, Steph is very important, but we're going to, you know, Steph is Steph. But Wiggins was so important to me because of his two-way play, because of the way he locks down on defense, taking away that opponent's best offensive player, shut down guys like Lucas, shut down guys like John Morant, shut down Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, just shut dudes out. And you're starting to see that. Over the last 16 games, hell, the last month and a half with Andrew Wiggins defensively. Now the offensive game is caught up. And from a basketball standpoint, I was like, man, the timing couldn't be worse because of the rhythm he was in. Shooting, the efficiency was back. He's shooting the efficiency numbers, man. You look at the numbers here for Andrew Wiggins. Last 16 games, FP, 46% from three, 54% from the floor. Wow. 
Wow, he's back. Two-way Wiggs is back. And he just hate that life throws you a curveball, whatever the hell he's going through, and he's gone. So how does that help hurt the team? Well, you lose your best individual defender, number one. You're on this East Coast swing. You've won six straight road games. You're three games over 500. You're trying to make a push for the playoffs, baby. It is go time. Get the jockey on the horse. You're at the Kentucky Derby. You're coming around the stretch. You got to go, baby. We got to finish. And he's out. He's out. And it stinks. And you hear from Steve Kerr, we don't know. It's a private matter. But, you know, somebody, who was it, Uncle Looney or somebody did say this. And I thought it was a very interesting point. Uncle Looney said this on YouTube. Free agents look at the doves, not leaking information as a good thing, actually. Leaks are bad for an organization. Do players see the way, so FP, you're a former Major League Baseball player. Say you're on the you're playing for the Montreal Expos and the Texas Rangers. You're looking at them and you're like, boy, they, they got a good team here. And you notice that they're not leaking anything and everybody's happy. Do players look at an organization like that? It's like, yeah, I like to play there. They keep everything in house. Is that a, is that something that free agents and players look at? Because the Warriors have a leak. Remember the Niners? Once they fire Harbaugh left, there's a lot of leaks in the building. And players are like, too, we don't want to coach there. We want to play there. The hell with that organization. They're gonna and Shanahan had to get the six year deal. He's like, I need you to be quiet. I'm gonna hire John Lynch in two weeks, but let's let me test you. Let me see if you're gonna leak any information. Does that matter to players or coaches? It, it matters to some more than others. Like okay. I said, you can't speak for everyone. In, in, in my case, I just wanted to win. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to the place where I have the best chance to win. But you also want to work for an organization in any line of work where they treat you like people, where they treat the right. players well. And I think families have a lot to do with that. And what you do now is you just text around, call around. Like, hey, Bonte, how the Rangers treating you, man? Do you like it over there? Is it cool? They treat the families well? Right. How's the travel? How's the training room? How's the staff? Everybody cool? You love it there? And then it, players don't steer players wrong. So you, 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 there's word of mouth. And then you, the, the, the biggest thing is wives talk. Wives, wives call wives. Here's my right. wife's number. We've been here for eight years. Call her. Like I told you, in D.C., they called Ryan Zimmerman's wife. Like Wives called wives. Like, how do you like it there? How do they treat you? And they're honest. They, they have to be. So I think it's, it's different for some people don't care how they treat the families because right. they might be single. Some people don't care how they treat the players. If you're going to pay me, we're going to win. I don't care. I'll, I'm fine. So it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. Like I said, my my take on Andrew is like you respect what he's going through. It must be bad if he's missing games last year and this year. It right. must be bad. You don't hear very often when players walk away from teams. Like I'm not going to sit here and speculate what it could be, what mm-hmm. it couldn't be, if it's this, if it's that, what he should do, should he tell us. That's all his business, man. Right. The one thing I would just say, maybe more of an old school approach, is like I need him there right now. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully like – you could lean on me as your teammate. like that. Right. I, that's the one thing, Bonte, when it's all said and done, nobody's going to say, like, how much money did you make? How, much, how many points did you average? Right. It's going to be like, what kind of teammate were you? Mm-hmm. Like, w- w- oh, he was a great teammate. First thing, yeah, good dude, bad dude. No, good dude, great teammate. Right. Like, that's your legacy that you leave behind. So, uh, you know, I, I, not knowing, not being in that room, it seems like there are a bunch of good dudes and there's some great teammates there. And then if, if it's so bad that he can't lean on them right. or the support staff... Every every sports team now has a a mental support staff, mental coaches. Right, like the Giants have forty six of them. Right, they're, they're, You walk down the hallway, you open a door. There's a couch, and there's somebody that sits in there, like an open door, like confession, where you can just walk in and talk about getting stuff right. off your chest from the mental health standpoint. Teams are so aware of it now that they 
they they they embrace it, and a lot of players are are are, are okay with admitting that they have anxiety now, right. which I think is awesome. I don't know what he has. I'm not going to speculate. Right. I said openly, I suffer from anxiety. Right. It's something I battle every day, and 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 as a as a grown man, I think it's awesome that I can talk about it and right. I can get it out there. You and I could do that. 15, you no, could do that 15 years ago. Soft. You could, you could do soft. that. And so I'm getting a lot of this. You know, I brought up Shasky, and you know, it was Shasky's choice to basically be open about what was going on in his personal life. If Shasky wasn't open about what was going on, he'd just say, hey, Bonte, man, I, I got some personal things going on, man. I just, I need to step away. Me, personally, I'm like, dude, you got to do what you got to do. I'm here for you. Would Let me know what I can do to help. You know, you're, <laughs> you're a huge part of the show. Huge. When you're ready to come back, you come back. Shasky, in my, for me, I'm just speaking for me. He didn't have to tell me what was going on with his pops. He wouldn't. He didn't have to tell me what was going on in his personal life. If he would have just said, "Hey, Bonte, I'm leaving. I got some personal things going on. I'm gonna need to step away, dude. You okay? Anything I can do for you? I got your back, bro. I'm a. I'm a number away. I'm. I live ten minutes away from you. Just let me know. Literally ten minutes away from you. Let me know. But he decided to provide that private. And I say all that, FP, because a lot of people say, "Well, the difference is Shasky. He shared what." was going on with this. Say if Andrew Wiggins did share something. For some of you guys out there, it's not good enough. Dude, but let me let me throw this scenario out. If you had the 10 shows left for your job and the ratings were that critical and it was crunch time and they said Bonte, you and Chaski are on the on the blocks right now. If you don't have a good a good, a good last 25 shows, you might be done. It, there's a difference. You, you can't compare this to everybody's job. No, they're playing for their they're playing for right. their season. Right. They've invested so much time, so much energy. Here's the difference. They've gone though. through treatment. They've gone through meetings. Right. They've gone through travel. They've they've had a, a hell of a year when it comes to losing a coach and, and an indefinite suspension to one of your main players. And they have 25 games left. Like I understand all all this, but like. That, that, that's where I'm coming. Where right. what Joe's going through is awful, and he's a wonderful human like, being. If Joe that was, was going cool through this, and we only had ten shows together. I'm yeah. like Joe, dude. It is what it is, man. Yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, like you got to do. It. I would. But I, there's a schedule, right? There's a schedule, and it's coming to the end of the schedule, no doubt. And they're playing so well, and he's playing so well, and there's only so much time left in the season. Like you've said a million times today, so accurately and so perfectly and poignantly, is it that? They're playing so well. The yep. timing couldn't be worse. Yep. And I know there's way more important things in right. sports. Wait, dude, in everybody, there's more important things in this right. job for you. Like, right, no that's, doubt. That, it, it's, as it should be. But it's like you said, the, just the timing. The timing the, stinks. The, the timing stinks. The timing stinks. The timing stinks. And I don't think there's any... There's some people where Wiggins could say whatever. If he did come out and explain what was going on, it still wouldn't be good enough for a lot of people. So I, I, I just don't want to hear that Hey, man, uh, we need to hear what's happening. Well, you just want to be nosy. And I get it. That's the world we live in. But there's some things he could say that would not be good enough for a lot of people out but there. But the not knowing when you he's know? coming back part. Right. That the, that's and, and probably that For it. Steve to say, but, like, I don't know when he's coming but back. But you know what? That, that part, that's hard. That is hard. That's but hard you know for what? an organization. You that's know hard what? for my, me as a teammate. There's injuries that happen in football. Injuries that happen with, in, in baseball where we don't know where a guy's coming back. We know he's hurt. But we don't know when he's coming back. You got to deal with it. Just like an injury. You know, it's just like an injury. We don't know when he's coming back. I don't know. 
I think you're, you're doing a hell of a job, though, Pete, giving him a set, uh, professional perspective of what guys may feel like or how you may feel in the clubhouse here. Here's Anthony Slater on if Wiggins' absence will impact his chances of being back next season. No, I think everything affects it. I think I think Wiggins having a really strong finish to the season and the Warriors, you know, having a go, going a few rounds into the playoffs would not just keep Wiggins' future intact, but a lot of this core's future intact. Clay Thompson, whereas you know, if they if they flame out, if they get bounced in the play-in, if if Wiggins either isn't around or doesn't play well over the last twenty or so games in the play-in, like they'll reassess. Uh, the roster from a financial standpoint and from a competitive standpoint. So in a roundabout way, like everyone's future in some ways is kind of on the line. Like I'm not right. sitting here saying, Hey, if they get bounced in the playoffs, Steph Curry's gone. We all know that's mm-hmm. not the case, but like a lot <laughs> right. is on the line over the last few months. You know, everybody listening right now has gone through stuff. Yep. If you go into your boss's office consistently saying you need time for personal time, what right. Joe's went through is, is awful tragedy, but th- this is, this is real life. Right. But if you consistently go to your boss and say, I have personal issues. I need some time off. I need personal issues. I need some time off. I have personal issues. I need some time off. You ain't going to have that job long, dude. You're not. Because, it, yeah, while well, they'll be empathetic and sympathetic to right. what's going on in your life. And like, oh, that, I'm sorry. Sure. But if you do that consistently, yep. you, you're, whatever, whoever's listening, you ain't going to have your job. Yep. There comes a time when it's like, okay, but I... I need you here at work, mm-hmm. and I understand you're going through something, and that's awful. But if you do it consistently, you're going to be looking for a different job. I, you know what? I've seen that happen. I've seen that. I've seen it's it. Like, happen. oh my god! Like, I'm so sorry, I've but like, dude, happen. I need you here, ma'am. I need I, you here. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but like, you have you have a responsibility to a certain extent. There's well, way I, more important things in life than work. Well, I've seen but if you that, consistently do this, you ain't going to have a job. I, I, I've seen that happen in this business. I've seen that happen in real. You know. <laughs> I'll share this, and she probably won't love it, but Anna recently had a job, and she got let go, and, you know, she had just started a job, but it was like, there was a lot of things going on, and I was like, man, this might not be good. This might not be good, and finally, the job's like, you know, we got to let her go, because it was so early, and it's like, you know, when you make that first impression at a new job, those first six months, you have to be flawless. Attendance got to be perfect. You know, you got to be on your game. You got to prove that you want to be there, but if you start off a gig, and, you know, the first two months, things happen. Like, you know, I got to drop off my daughter at school, but I can only be there at this time. And, oh, man, I need to work from home. I got this and got to do all this stuff. And then the job, the new person's like, wait, it's only been a month and a half. I don't know if I can count on you. What happens six months from now? What happens 12 months from now? So it is the second time that it's happened. It's wicked, unfortunate. It's like, unfortunate. That's that's the way the world works. I that, get it. That's real life, man. I get it. I get it. Let's go out to the lines, man. Uh, Danker in the city. Danker, what's happening? What's up, gentlemen? Um, prayers, thoughts, love go out to the Shafty family, obviously. Um, just from my perspective, uh, B, you know what I do. You've helped us. You've experienced my position. We are also funeral directors, throughout all this business in California. And I can tell you, everyone goes through trauma differently. Um, you could, and, and, and they go through it differently throughout their life, depending on how many times you've experienced it. In Wiggins' situation, I don't know what's going on, but I know that he comes from parents who are Olympians who understand the sacrifice what got him there and I don't think he's going to throw anything away being over emotional I think 
something serious is happening, but also people have to understand there's laws involved. Or there's the OSHA law. There's someone's, you can't speak about someone else's medical condition. So there's a lot of things going on here. And I really think uh, we all just need to take a step back. And I know we want him there, but we shall be happy. Maybe we don't have that issue going on for us because just waking up is a blessing and you know life happens fast and i hope everything works out for him and the team but i like uh i think rock new era said you know the warriors are really showing what a family they have and you know life life happens at you really quick and hopefully things work out but at the same time we're all different but we're all human and I just hope you all can count our blessings and say prayers for everyone. All right, thank you for the call, man. Uh, you're listening to 95.7 Game, KGFG, FM and AC1, San Francisco. And don't forget, you can also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log out and search 95.7 Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class money market today. Today. I don't know about OSHA and HIPAA and all that. I'm not even going to get into that stuff because I'm not as educated in that area um, as some other people may be. I'm just looking at the situation. And right now, Andrew Wiggins is away from the basketball team. So what is the basketball team? You plug in Moses Moody and you look to beat the New York Knicks in a big-time game. And they are shorthanded. No Mitchell Robinson. No OG Ananobi. No Julius Randle. You have a great opportunity to pick up a win at Madison Square Garden to move on to Toronto and be four games over 500 and closer to that seven and eight spot. That, that is what I'm focused on right now. Wiggins is away from the team. It's unfortunate, but we hope he's good. Bonte, hope he this is everything else. But there's 25 games left, and right now I can't be worried about who's not on the floor. I hope they get right. I don't have any judgment on Andrew Wiggins, but I got to look at Moses Moody and say, Young man, it's your time. You've been waiting to play. Let's go shine. Play next to Pods. Play next to Steph. Let's get Steph rolling. Clay, I got Clay in a great spot right now mentally. Let's get him rolling with CP3. Wiggins comes back. We're going to embrace you. Hopefully you come back sooner rather than later. But right now for tonight, I can't be worried about Andrew Wiggins. I hope he's good, but I can't worry about him from a basketball standpoint. He's not there. Now, did you compartmentalize that stuff as a player? You're used to guys getting traded, guys getting hurt, so you're used to it. So, yeah, I mean... I'm more excited, for whatever it's worth, I'm more excited about this game than I have been maybe any game this year. Wow. Why it's, is that? It's a garden. It's Steph. Yep. It's the 54 points. It's the three-point Steph point coming record. off a little shooting slump, but like New York will wake you up because the fans and the energy there tonight. They've won six straight road games. They had a day off. Day to like off. Experience yeah. a big, dude, they're going to be flying high tonight. Steph's going to have a... I said Steph was going to have a big game against... I don't want to jinx it. I said he was going to have a big game <laughs> against the Wizards the other night. I said he was going to go for well, 50, so I'm not jinxing anything. Well, the last time he was in the garden, he made his... History. He made history. It's a garden, dude. He surpassed Ray Allen. Big time players step up in big time games, and Steph has always been that guy. This is New York City. This is a big stage. This is a nationally televised game. Like I'm expecting big things from Steph tonight. Yeah. Number one, and and the Warriors, man, they're they're 11 of 14, six in a row right. on the road. Uh, they're climbing up. They're what, the the nine seed now, or did nine the Lakers seed. go well, above Lakers, them last they're night? They're tight, but they're the tied. Warriors have some games to make up here. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We'll update the settings in a second after Gilbert in Concord. Gilbert, what's happening, man? You're on the roast. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I am a business owner, and I know one thing. If 
one of my guys keeps calling in, you know, with whatever issues he's having, I still got to take care of my clients and my customers. And so that being said, I am very, very sympathetic for him, but we got to see how this plays out. Because if he continues to take long absence, and then I believe owners are going to have to make some type of decision. But right now, I'd just like to say a prayer for Andrew Wiggins. I pray that God blesses him, strengthens him, helps him, whatever he's going through. I just pray for him and his family in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will help him, and I pray that God gives our owners of the Warriors wisdom on what to do with this and that they do the right thing. That's all I can say. God bless all you guys at 95.7 Thank you, Gilbert. I'll say this, though. He's a business owner, and he said he'll do that's what he do in the business. But this ain't a regular business, DNBA. You're not going to just say, hey, Andrew Wiggins, we're going to cut you off the basketball team. It's a $100 million player right now. You're not going to just cut a player and move off from a player without any reinforcements. That doesn't happen in the NBA. That's what makes it different from the real world. That's what makes the NFL different than the real world. That's what makes Major League Baseball and hockey and soccer and all these sports different from the real world. You just can't. You know, all of a sudden, Wiggins, you know, he's playing poorly, right, the first two months of the season. He's playing poorly. He's MIA. I'm like, where is this guy at? Then all of a sudden, he starts playing well. I'm like, wow, there's Andrew Wiggins. Now he's gone for a while. Who knows how long he can be gone? We don't know. But you're not going to just sit here and say, oh, it's the real world. You know what? He's done this two years in a row. Bye-bye. You're not going to just do that in the middle of the season. You're not. It's, it's it's not the real world. Might do it in the off season though. But you're going to have to make a trade. You're not going to just cut him. Yeah. You're going to have to try to get some for him. Which makes this, like in the real world, Gilbert, the business owner, can't say, hey, I'm going to call this other business. I got this guy. He's not performing for me, man. He's been in and out. Would you like to make a trade for employees? Not doing that. <laughs> not trading employees. You know? That'd be so cool if you let's could. Stop. Like, like, that's the thing. I mean, you know it. You yep. played it. The MOB is not the real world. It's not. It's not. It just isn't. I, I don't like the comparisons to the real world. That, that That's the thing about this situation that kind of bugs me. It's way more cutthroat. It's way more not politically correct. It's way more, what have you done for me lately? It's way more, you're a piece of meat at times. And we could do with you, we could do without you, and if, if you don't want to do it this way, we'll go somewhere else. I, I would say sports have changed, the landscape has changed a little bit more recently, where right. they are more... Uh, empathetic to right. the, the actual player and how he's feeling. Nobody cared about how we felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about how you feel. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a little different nowadays. But no, it, it, is, it is hard to compare. Yeah. It, it, even injuries going back to work. Like everyone's right. like, well, I've went through a rehab. But well, yeah, you have, and injuries suck. But you didn't have to compete at the highest level and <laughs> and go at the, against the greatest players in the world when you got back to work. So, so like, th- th- there's there's not a lot of comparisons. Oscar at EPA, 650. 95.7 gay picked up FP from the waiver wire. We sure, he did. We sure did. did put in our claim. Yes. He cleared the 10-day waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is that is funny, man. I, I will Still say, a bench player, though. We have a lot of calls coming in, man. We're going to take a lot of calls here. Moses Moody, uh, he gets a great opportunity. Clay's rolling. Let's get Steph back on the roll. It is Madison Square Garden. We had a lot of fun here. I thought we were going to talk tonight, but once I heard this from Steve Kerr, I knew the show would be a lot different. Here's Steve Kerr on to Andrew Wiggins. I I just think that you know we we we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has 
uh, is a private person, um, and so he's uh, asked to, to keep it private, and we're going to honor that. So, you know, it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that. The bottom line is, um, you know, we respect Wiggs. We need him, um, and we fully expect him back, but we just don't know when what that will be. Don't know when it'll be. So in the meantime, it'll be all about Moses Moody, and I believe Mike and Burlingame has some confidence in Moses Moody. Mike, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you today? Good. Doing very well. Good. Good, good. Thanks. First, uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, FP. Um, he was my favorite color man when he was with the Nationals. I just want to give him a see you later. Uh, <laughs> give, him a little, give, give, give him a little bit of love because uh, that was a, a historically memorable year. Uh, it, it made my baseball Life complete, actually. So, anyway, I just wanted to give uh, FP some love on Thanks, that. Thanks, dude. I appreciate and that. Yeah, you're the best, FP. You and Bob were the best. I swear to God. Um, anyway, I was uh, talking about uh, Moses Moody. I- I'm kind of wondering, you know, playing back and you know, put the rewind button on, why they didn't put their arms around this guy when he showed promise and you know, the fans recognize what the guy does. Why didn't they put their arms around him and have Steph and Clay and Draymond just, you know, prop the, he's only 21, prop the young man up, pump him full of confidence. Where would he be now if they did that? Your, your thoughts, guys. Yeah, yeah I, no, I asked I mean, Bonte that question earlier, yeah. so good question. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, the players, I know for sure, Draymond Green loves Moody. You know, Moody spends a lot of time with Draymond Green. So, so much so, I know Draymond... Uh, has a house somewhere outside of Barry. It's like Moses, just say it. Like, that's his little brother. They take care of Moses. They love Moses. Love Moses. As far as Steve Kerr and the rotation, you got a lot of guys here. So probably have a lot of guys on his roster. One injury and boom, you out of the rotation. And for a youngster like Moses Moody trying to prove himself over and over and over again, one step back and boom, you're getting 10 minutes. You're getting five minutes. I don't think it's been fair. You think about him as a rookie having big games. You think about him. I, I look at the Sacramento game this season. Again, that is a microcosm of Moses Moody's season. He drops four threes in the fourth quarter, hits nothing but that. He's rolling after the Warriors blew a 22-point lead. And he doesn't play the last four minutes to change. Because Steve Kerr was loyal to his guys. And then a day later, Steve Kerr says, you know what? After watching it back and replaying it, I should have stuck with Moses Moody. Then he has back-to-back 21-point games. And they say, you know, he strange a calf. And he's out for a few weeks. And then Lester Quinones comes on, and he's playing well. Like, Keith Santos is playing well. And all of a sudden, you're out of the rotation. And then Kamika's playing well. And, you know, Wiggins is playing well. So where are you going to get your minutes? That's the problem with having a deep roster right now. But I do think the coaching staff tried to embrace him and say, hey, we need you to stay ready. Obviously, they have because once Moses Moody got inserted into the starting lineup the other night in Washington, he was ready to roll. He was ready to roll like a player who had been playing 25 minutes a night all season long. So I do think the coaching staff has behind the scenes embraced Moses Moody and just tell him, hey, man, we know it's tough on you right now, but keep keep working hard, keep practicing. You may get a moment here and there. You may get an opportunity. He got his opportunity the other night with 4-7 from 3. Dude, this is the Golden State Warriors. This isn't getting your minutes on the San Antonio Spurs right now. Like, this is championshipville. Yep. So when you get your minutes, 
you got to take advantage you of your minutes. Them. This isn't a developmental league. This right. isn't a try team. Like this is a do team. Because you've set the bar so high with four championships, and you're going for number five. Right. You, I don't have time for you to go out there and figure things out. Right. You either do it or you don't. It's it's different from teams that aren't expected to win championships. When you get your time in the sun, you got to shine. Yep. You, you can't falter a little bit. Nope. In practice, there's pressure on you. Mm-hmm. On the game, there's pressure on you. Because it's a different thing when you're playing for a team that's won four championships. All right, say that thought, FP. I want you to continue on that. Will and Moran will get to you. We'll get to everybody on the lines here. 888-957-9570. As the Warriors are in the garden. Take it out to New York Knicks. I have to do so without Andrew Wiggins. We're discussing that here on The Roast. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Turn to the board. What the hell is going on around here? He got a uh, well. He's dressed up. I know. He's yeah, up. yeah. We're we're gonna go to uh, pay our respects to Papa Shasky later today. We all are. We all are, man. Our prayers are with him. You know what? Our prayers are with Andrew Wiggins. We don't know what's going on with him. He's left the team due to personal reasons, and we have no idea when he's gonna come back. By the way, download the free Odyssey app and listen to ninety five seventy game wherever you go. Catch every single Warriors game live on the app, along with all the music and news Bay Area needs. Catch amazing interviews. You missed two, like Sam Amick, Joey Stiney Goo the other day talking about Clay Thompson. All right, let's uh let's get to the lines here. Let's get to the lines. 888-957-9570. We weren't going to talk some football today. The Warriors are in the garden trying to win their seventh straight road game. They're going to have to do so without Andrew Wiggins. That's got to be the top story. Mark Willard, Mark Randy did a great job yesterday interviewing Steve Kerr yesterday right here on 9570 game. Mark asked Steve Kerr about Andrew Wiggins. Here's what Kerr had to say. I I just think that you know we we we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has uh, is a private person um, and so he's uh, asked to to keep it private and we're going to honor that so you know it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that the bottom line is um, you know we respect Wiggs we need him um, and we fully expect him back but we just don't know when what that will be. We just don't know when. He's played his best basketball of the season. 16 games. Last 16 games, he's giving you 15 to 5, but more importantly, playing lockdown defense, shooting 54% from the floor, 46 from three. He's played his best hoops. Chris Paul just came back. Now it's time to get around that stretch drive here. You're at the Belmont Stakes. You're at the Kentucky Derby, man. You're coming around that corner. You're coming around, man. And down the, down the stretch they away. come. Down the stretch they come. Who's my guy on NBC? He's one of the best broadcasters ever. I don't know who that guy is. He's so good. And down the stretch they come. And you see Bob Baffert there with his arms, and he's out there stressing out. This is where we're at basketball. We got 25 games. LeBron James dropping 19 yesterday in the fourth quarter. Lakers say we can't lose this game. We got to win. Got to stack wins. So that's where it sucks from a basketball standpoint. Let's go to Leroy in Miami. Leroy, what's happening? You're on the roast. What's, what's going on, Bonte? So a lot of love to y'all. I love what y'all are doing. I always listen in. Um, I would just want to say this. Andrew Wiggins, that's my guy. He was labeled as a bust for, for, for a long time, and I'm glad he rejuvenated his career kind of in the Bay. But I kind of felt like he's always been underappreciated, and I understand he won't be held to you know the standard or given the 
grace as like a Clay or Steph because, you know, he's not a homegrown player, right? But he showed he can make sacrifices over the years, whether it be the vaccine, people made it a political argument, whether it be his role changes, no more midi, stretching his game out, right? Passing the board, doing different three things, even if sets aren't called for you, impacting that 2022 playoff run. And it's almost as if people forgot how impactful he was, so much so that, you know, they were done with him last year as if he wasn't going through. Something had to be going on for a person who's never missed games to just suddenly have to take a leave of absence and in no way, shape, or form am I saying, you know, players should just be making up excuses and not be available, but it has to be some kind of reason. You know what I mean? Who played through a rib injury in the playoffs, came yeah. back, didn't even get to condition properly. And I think sometimes, you know, for some reason, I don't know if it's because people felt like maybe he stole some of the limelight from a clay just coming back from a two-year injury. Everybody was saying that it was basically Steph and Andrew. I don't know. But, you know, I've seen Clay pout for being benched. I've seen Poole pout. I've never seen Wiggins do that, you know. So all I'm saying is if, it's, if, if guys are going to win, it takes everybody. And sometimes when guys are missing, you can kind of see their value. And I'm glad that people see his value and want him to play. But it's like, come on, be, be a little bit gracious to the guy who was doing his best. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think but, we are but, being Do gracious. you feel differently this happened two years in a row, though? Some people do. He left live here. Yeah, sorry, we had a quick trigger there. Um, that's where I think some people are. You have little, no value when you're. I think missing. a little. I think a little people are befuddled by. I, that I, one, I to disagree your point in there. the sense you have no value when you're missing. Well, you don't appreciate somebody's value when they're missing. You you have no value when you're missing. But you understand what you're missing with our God. Yeah, you know, and, you're, when, you're, and, and we may experience that this road trip. If FP. you go through the Warriors locker room right now, I, I guarantee if you ask players off the record. So half would be okay with it, half would be like, we need him here. And I don't know how, I can't speak for who would say what, or if they're mad or not mad, if they're empathetic or not empathetic, but I, they're just different attitudes. It's never just, like one of the worst questions, Bonte, I, mm -hmm. and I hope you've never asked this, and I'm probably stepping on toes if you did, what's the mood of the team? Like there's, yeah. there's, there's 15, 30, 50 guys that all yeah. have different moods and different no takes and different values and Different perspectives. No doubt. Hey, what's the mood of the team? I don't know. That guy was hung over today. That guy's getting divorced. That guy's super happy we're winning. This guy couldn't care less that we're winning. This guy's about his numbers. This guy doesn't care about his numbers. Like, the, the, there's never a mood of the team, ever. It's never like one mood. Oh, mm. we're all in a great mood today. No, you're pissed. No. I'm happy. Right. He's sad. He's it's depressed. Great perspective. There's no, uh. there's no one mood of the team, and there's no one take about this Wiggins thing, even right. in their locker room. Right. I promise you that. No, nah, I believe There's you. some guys who are like, what the hell? I believe And there's you. other guys who are like, I get it. I believe I hope you. he's okay. There's some, they're not, we'll never know who, and they're not, publicly they're going to say the right things because they have to, and that's what good teammates and organizations do. But I guarantee you, if you lift the curtain back behind the scenes, there's a lot of people over there right now going, come on, man, let's go. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people going like, I understand, I get it. Please take care of your business. We're praying for you. That's, that's so well said, F.P. And I, I believe you. I believe a lot of guys are probably thinking differently on the situation. They're supporting him. But I bet you there's the thought like, boy, I'm, we're trying to win another championship here, man. We got a chance to go on a roll here. What's going on? I don't know. I think they're going to respect the privacy. But to your point, you, you've been in these clubhouses. You know what it's like traveling with guys making millions and millions of dollars. There's different egos here, man. <laughs> you guys are playing with big boy money and big boy stakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a lot of legacies on the line. How your how your story may get written. 
may depend on these last 25 games, may depend on what you do in the playoffs. So that's spot I don't disagree with you, FP. I really don't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just basing it on experience. I don't know. Maybe, maybe every single one of those guys right. is like, hey, prayers with you, and we'll see you when we see you, dude. Big hugs. But, yep. but but it's just never like that. It's right. never like that in society. It's never like that in whatever work you're driving to right now. It's just like everyone's got different takes. Everyone's got different beliefs. Everyone's got different opinions. Everyone looks at things differently. Yep. And and and, and it, it, yeah, there's there's more egos and more money in in, in in at the highest level in sports, of course. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if you you took a poll right now, half would be this, and two would yep. be that, and three would I be agree. this, and. And Steve Kerr is going to come out and say what he's supposed to say, and maybe he feels that, maybe he doesn't. You just don't know. There's a way you present it publicly, and there's a way that only the people in the room know. Only those people know. Let's go to Willa Moran. Willa Moran, what's happening, man? You're on a roast. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I just want to shout out, hey, Shafty, man, whatever whatever it is you're going through, big dog. I just want to say I've been listening to you since you were calling in uh, Joe Lowe and Dibs in the morning uh, since back in the day when Bonte could barely get a word past uh, Greg Papa and when I, you guys were going to when we, I mean that was awesome man I remember Bonte back in the day man when it would just be you in the afternoons I'd be like man this dude's legit and when I heard that you guys got the morning show it was music to my ears so I'm here for you Shasky you know I know I've never met you big dog but I, I know what it's like to, to go through things like that and it's tough and, and I'm going to pivot so to Andrew Wiggins like a guy like myself that has gone through anxiety like that, when, you know, it, it, to, to kind of to make it, to break it down for you, it's like places that you used to swim, you drowned. Situations that used to be small are so large. And you could be surrounded by hundreds of people that you love in a, in a beautiful limelight, and you still feel like Tom Hanks on Castaway with Wilson. It's, it's a very, very, very real feeling. And I'm not trying to belittle anyone's opinion. I'm not trying to say that I'm right and you need to listen to me or anything like that because everybody has the right to their own beliefs and their opinions. However, this is a very true thing. And when I went through that, it was tough, and I had to surround myself by things that I loved and things that I liked. But you know what I didn't go through? I didn't have social media probably in my DMs calling me weak or soft or soft-minded. I didn't have, you know, other people looking at me bat in the eye or a, 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 a fan base with hundreds of thousands of people depending on me. I had my family, you know, and that was hard enough. So just, I just want you guys to understand that, yes, he is a professional athlete. He has been under pressure. He is under a limelight, and that comes with the show. But like Danker said, Andrew Wiggins is a human being. He is just like us. He just happens to be extremely good at basketball and a company, I mean, and a, and a, and a team and organization wants to pay him to perform. It's the same thing. And I get it. You're right. Me doing pest control. I probably couldn't call in every other week and go, Hey, you know what, Robert, I'm having a tough one. I can't come in. That would be consistent. But you know what my, you know what my job has done? They've given us a hotline. So when we're having a tough day, we can pull it over and be like, you know what? I had a rough day. So there are things now that, that, there, the situation is coming into a more full and more serious limelight, and, and and companies are taking those steps. But you're right; it, it would it, it would be difficult in the real world. But he's not; he's a professional athlete, right. so he gets the luxury. He works hard, and he and he deserves his privacy. So, Andrew, if you're listening, big dog, I want you to get right. I want you to get healthy. And I know, as a person that's gone through it, basketball comes second, homie. Your family, your health, and everything with you comes first. And if you don't play ever again, I'm not mad at you because I'd rather you live the rest of your life happy, homie. And that's all wow. facts. No cap. Thank wow. you, guys. That's that's call of the week right there. Well, I mean, that's really that's admirable that he opened up like right. that and, and admitted that's, it. That's that's call of the week. But but dot dot dot. We can't assume that Andrew Wiggins is going through anxiety. 
I'm not going to assume. I'm not going to assume anything. I'm yeah, not going to exactly. speculate anything. I don't know what the hell's going on with Andrew Wiggins. It's a private matter. It's, I'm going to respect that, and hopefully they keep it private. It's a personal matter. I'm not getting in anybody's personal business. I don't even get in the chat. I try not to get the Shaskies or your FP. If you want to share business with, that's fine. But I try not to get into it. I respect everybody's privacy because I know I'm a private guy personally. So that's a hell of a call by Will. You know, happiness first, man. If you're not right, if he's not right, then I don't want you around the team because you're going to hurt the team if you're not right. It's just like a player who's hurt, right? He's 75%, shoulders aching in baseball, right? Can't lift up a bat, but he's trying to gut it out. Well, you're hurting the team because you're just giving me 0 for 4s every single day. How about you go on a 15-day IL or 10-day IL, go get right. And when you're right, get back. Dude, I, I know... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound heartless. I, I know some GMs that shipped hurt guys out because they just didn't want to see them in the locker room moping around. So they're like, go do your rehab in, in spring training. Go do your rehab in Scottsdale. Don't go do your rehab in Florida because I just don't want to see you moping around the clubhouse because you're bringing everybody else down. See? That's that's wild. That's wild. I, um, I just don't want to see you if you can't help the team. I mean, that's, that's old you know, school, but I've seen that happen a lot recently too. Dude, it, it's... It, it, Look, and I and I get it. There's going to be fans, and and it's okay. I, I get. I I fan can think however they want to think. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't care. Like I, it, it's all good. But there are fans who are going to say, "Man, this happened two years in a row." Well, you know what? Sometimes death comes in the time. I know somebody who lost their father, brother, mother in the same calendar year. Things happen in life that we cannot control. So the fact that Andrew Wiggins is going for it for the second year, yeah, it is ironic that it's happening again. But things happen in life. We don't know what the hell's going on. So I'm not going to speculate on it. On it. I'm going to focus on the New York Knicks and how the Warriors can get their seventh straight road win. What would but we, we are. But we are. But I, I, trust me, FP. I say all that to say, I do wonder when is he coming back? Because last year we were like, is he coming back this week? Is he coming back next week? Is he coming back? Next month, is he even going to come back at all? Is he done for the season? Now, with 25 games left and you got this road trip, I'm, I'm thinking about the Knicks, I'm thinking about the Raptors, I'm thinking about Boston on Sunday. Who the hell's going to guard Jason Tatum? <laughs> Who's going to guard Jalen Brown? That's my guy, Andrew Wiggins. That's his assignment. So, in the back of our minds, we do, hey, you know what? When is he coming back? That is that is fair to speculate. Like, we are concerned about that because we do want to see him play on the court, because that's what he does well, as Will and Maria says. But it's just a sticky situation, man. Very delicate. Timing's just weird. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. What would we have talked about today if this wasn't a topic? What would have, what would the show been like differently? Would we just be like Knicks, well, Garden, well, your favorite sports yeah, place? Yeah, all that. that like, you know, we did that the first hour. Uh, you know, Lump and I were talking yesterday. You know, moving on, because there's all the Brandon Ayuk rumors. Loving threw something at me last night on a show call. Bonte, what if we did this? You know, who do you want to see? If you had to pick one, who do you want to see back with their respective teams? Is it Brandon Ayuk with the 49ers, or is it Clay Thompson with the Golden State Warriors? You know, because Brandon Ayuk wants his money. I vote for Ayuk. You know, <laughs> there you go. That would have carried the show. It would have been. I love Clay, though. That's a hard one. John Lynch and rumors coming out of the Niners saying they're going to be aggressive this offseason. What does that mean? Are they cutting a player? Are they making trades? They're getting Devontae they're, Adams. You know, exactly. There was a lot to talk about. A we, lot to talk about. They need another receiver. They need I, a big-time receiver. Oh, I agree. He, with Ayuk. 
We talk about Trey Debo linemen. We talk about Trey edge D- rushers. Trey Debo, like a, a, a linebacker for Greenlaw. No, give me another receiver. Give me a give me a, we, a front line receiver. We would have time one man. We would have been talking about a lot of things. Not Andrew Wiggins, or we would have been discussing Andrew Wiggins playing better and being back in the lineup. But you hinted at it right away when Anthony Slater came out with the report Monday. He's out due to personal reasons. You, your eyes left said personal. Oh no, I don't like that. I'd rather seen a sprained ankle. Then, then you know when he's coming right. back or when it, the personal reasons and family matters. They're far more important than sports. I understand that, but like the, the, the fact that Steve came on our air and said we don't know when he's coming back. That, that that's the wild card in all this. It, with twenty five games left and making a push, man, that's the hard part. You just don't know. And then just don't know. And as a player in that locker room, you don't know. Steve doesn't know. We don't know. None of our business. But like, right. as far as what you want to accomplish as a group and what you've been through this year, and you've been through so much, and then to not know, yeah, he might be back tomorrow. I don't know. We're probably making a bigger deal of this than it is. I just think it's based on what happened last year yeah. and then again this year. And if you're the Warriors, and this might sound harsh, you have to ask yourself, will this happen again next year? You have to. You have to from a cold-hearted bottom line standpoint wonder if this is going to be a thing you have to no no doubt no doubt that's fair that's fair my thing is when when it comes to andrew wiggins in my mind how it works i think you know obviously these guys have families or whatnot but i'm just looking at the player on the floor as we're covering the team and we you know the warriors are rolling right now with 11 of the last 14. i just thought man the guy was playing so damn good he finally turned the season around. So now, we don't know when he's going to come back. Is he going to be able to get his rhythm? If Steve knew, he said he'll you be know? back in Toronto on Friday. Right. Like he we'll, we'll have him back on Toronto Friday. He's just right. taking care of some things at home. Personal no, Steve, matters, he'll be back Friday in Toronto. The fact that he came out on air and said, we don't know. And he might be back tomorrow because we don't know. But if, if, if this was something that he would have said, he's, he, he'll be in Boston. Said he's hopeful Wiggins will return. Hopeful. We just don't know. We don't know. Let's go to Big Smooth in Oakland. Big Smooth, what's happening? You're on a roast. Wow. Uh, so, listen, man, let me, let me preface this by saying, this is going to sound harsh, but I'm not trying to be harsh. Because as my nephew told me yesterday, he said, Unc, life be licensed. Take off your fandom hat. <laughs> True. But let me ask you this, man. Do you think in the back of somewhere in the recesses of Andrew Wiggins' mind, is he saying, you know, I can't do this again? Let me, let me at least, listen. Let me come back sooner because I just this just happened, and I don't, you know, maybe him, maybe he's the one saying, man, I, I, I need to come back sooner for my teammates. Again, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but he was playing so well, and not only that, right before the, the right before he slammed his finger in the door, he was playing well then too. It seems like it takes wrap up time. When he comes back, maybe he'll be back in Toronto. Maybe that makes the most sense. He had to go up. Maybe he had to go home. And, hey, I'll meet you guys in Toronto. But, man, at some point, do the Warriors have to kind of play a little bad guy and say, hey, Andrew, we need to know when you're coming back. Is, that, is it wrong to say, hey, Vante, you just had a death in the family. Is it wrong to ask, hey, do you got a roundabout idea when you're coming back? I don't think that's so no, terrible. You know what? I don't, I, I don't think that's wrong you know at all. What? That's not wrong at I all, don't. but I got the boss man right here. Let's ask him, Matt Hegan. What do you say in that situation? Your program director. 
Things happen. For I've known Matt for seven years or six and a half years. Whenever somebody's going through something, Matt Nahegan, no questions asked. Take time off. You get back when you get back. We'll be here for you. Let me know if you need any help. That's my experience with Matt Nahegan. There's never been no pressure to say, boy, I, I need you back. You can't compare the two can't situations, no doubt. But I'm just, yeah. this is what we have, and that's how he's handled it for the most part. My opinion. I do I do let you guys dictate that because I trust you guys. Yeah. And something happens, I'll check in with you guys. You know that I have to plan for whatever is going on in your life. Of course I'm 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 thinking about you, but I have to plan for the next week or whatever it is. So every time anything's happened with anybody, it's hey, I need another week, hey, I need another day. And they've reached out to me yeah. saying, knowing I know you need to plan. Here's the deal. I'll be back at this point. And go. then I, I, I've told That's a couple of people saying, hey, I think you need another day. I think you need a couple, yeah. another couple of days. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. There it is. Matt, I need next week off. I've worked two weeks in a row. I need, yeah. I'm going to have to take next week off. Thanks. Uh, no, can't do it. <laughs> hey, Matt, when the Warriors season is over and the Giants are playing, they're limping to a 10-22 start. I'm going to need June and July off, please. No, that's when it gets good. No, it's that's, not baseball. That, that's when you. Not that's when we can really break stuff no, down. No, 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 no. Not that's with this when baseball we can really team. Really break stuff They're down. They're not entertaining. They got no stars. The platooning. Let's hopefully they don't platoon their way or have any openers. By the way, uh, Giants already have an injury. They already took a hit to the starting Dude, rotation. Tristan Beck has an aneurysm in his arm. Oh my that's gosh. not good. Oh my god! I've never heard of that aneurysm in your arm. Uh, David Cohn had that. Google it. Okay, I'll, David Cohn had that. I'll do that. It's not a Was good. It's not a good thing. Career, yeah, or? it's not a good thing. Trust me. Wow. Hopefully he'll be okay. But yeah, that's wow. he's one of my faves. So David Cohn. I no. Just oh, Tristan. Tristan. Tristan's <laughs> awesome. Anybody anybody who lives in the marina knows Tristan. He's just a good dude. He's like a Stanford guy. He's smart. He's funny. He's a good teammate. He's going for a, a rotation spot. So yeah, that's that's tough news for him mm. and the team. So yeah, that won't be fun discussing a bad and boring baseball team. If Giants are bad now, maybe they surprise us all and have a great season. They have a stop, stop, stop. They haven't won a spree training game yet. You can't play that today. Win a spree training game. Got a single his first half. Did you see that the A's president said always nice to beat the Giants on Twitter yesterday? <laughs> Dave Cavill said that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what? How, how about a game that counts? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he tweeted, it's always nice that... to beat the Giants. <laughs> he also turned his uh, replies off on Twitter, too. <laughs> yeah, he did turn his replies he off. He turned his replies off. Oh, if you want to see some fun quote tweets, though, yeah, go go look at that Dave Cavill tweet and then look at all the quote tweets. It's, how toe uh, deaf is that? It's spring training, bro. Slow your roll. If it's I mean, a regular just... season, I don't even think you tweet that. But during the spring training, come on. With the situation of that team, always nice to beat the Giants. That organization, <laughs> but that's just par for the course with Dave Cavill. Like I don't know, he, he was he, nice. I met him once. To, he he nice, tries I to troll and be funny like that, while at the he's, same time he's he's making life difficult for A's fans. That's just that's just who he is. He's he's not a good person. He's the type of guy that just needs to paint his face and walk around downtown. That's it. He's a clown. <laughs> he's a straight up clown. That's 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 what he is. And eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the phone number. We've talked a lot about Andrew Wiggins, but it means an opportunity for Moses Moody. How excited are you for that? Steph Curry in a mini slept last time he was at the Garden. He broke a three-point. You know what, Lovett? Play that for me. You got that sound bite? Play that for me. The last time Steph was at the Garden and he played the basketball game. History was made December 21st, 
of 2021. Wiggins comes across, working on Fournier, up top to Curry, quick release, and splash! There it is! The best shooter the game has ever seen has cemented his legacy. No one has made more threes than Stephen Curry. And when you consider he has many more years in his career, he might be setting a record that may never be broken. Might not ever be broken. Dude, the documentary, you saw it, right? The after party he had with the hats on. They oh, yeah. The hats on. And KD was there. Did you watch underrated? He, he, yeah, yeah. KD was there, and he's like, most misunderstood man in sports. Yeah, about Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yep. I got goosebumps. They do a nice little celebration they had, nice little party. They all had those navy blue hats with the, the gold two, print on. 2,974. Yeah, it was yep. sick. That, that, that's one of the better documentaries I've ever seen. Really? Oh, yeah, I love I agree. it. I love it. Because they, they show... What was your favorite part? Dude, I just re- it did the underdog stories, undersized in his, fre- his freshman year. Did you like At him Davidson, being, when he looked like a 12-year-old. Did you like And then he started, uh, and, he, and he had all the turnovers his first game. What was it, nine or 11 turnovers? Right. Oh, against Michigan, he, he, yeah. He, he was terrible, and but they believed in him, and they sent him back out again, and then he went for like 30 his second game. Such a good story, dude. Uniform hanging off him like this way too big. You know what I loved? is him in a car at 95-7 game coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Was there it was, you? There was some guy said, hey, man, they just... Had a clucker in New Orleans. That was you? You're in the documentary? I'm in the documentary a few times. That's sweet, dude. He's eating popcorn watching a post-game show as I'm breaking down his rough January. He'll Steph Curry in the month of January. shot 25% from the three-point line. He's just watching me sit the Curry guard as I'm like, rat a tat tat got these bad stats. He's just he's writing your name down. It's like that Bonte guy when I find him. People to kill. Shasky and I are in there. We were going back and forth during the Boston series. No, Shasky, I don't know, man. The Celtics are too young. They're athletic. They're faster. You hear Shasky? Yeah, I don't like this situation. <laughs> you guys are just both so nervous. I remember that. Uh, like that whole, like all the stuff in that doc for you guys. Like people like outside the Bay Area are gonna watch that. It's like, man, whoever these radio hosts are, they're just super negative on this Warrior team. Or negative, just shook. Did you see the uh, the doing like hard knocks with the Red Sox on Netflix? Yeah, you did see that. All access, so unprecedented who's access. So who's on the Red Sox that we should care about? Alex Cora, their manager, great dude. They missed the boat. They should have done it with the Giants last year and said, like had video of Gabe stretching nude in center field. No, no we don't need that. Like, the, the, well, the ladies would have loved that. All, all the... Ladies would have loved that. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, what a player. I need a player, FP, Red Sox. What player? Alex Verdugo? Alex Verdugo's Rafael on the Devers. Yankees. Devers are good. Verdugo oh, yeah, he got traded to the Yankees. He got traded to the Yankees. Let's go, fantasy baseball boy. Right, I go. need to catch up, Let's dude. Go. It's the basketball football season. Niners FS to the Super Bowl. I care less about the Boston Red Sox, but ba- I'm asking, though, what player? Get me hooked on this, because I'm a sucker for hard knocks. I'm probably going to watch it anyway, but for the casual fan who loves behind-the-scene access of professional sports team, who's a player that we're like, all right, Devers. Okay, Rafael Devers. The, 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 the Dodgers should have done this with Shohei. This should have been the Dodgers. It should have been the Dodgers. Or the Braves. I don't know. Why not the Braves? Why not the Phillies? We picked I, the Red Sox. Nobody even know. The Red Sox has been they've been irrelevant the last few years. Yeah, I'm, I'm going down the roster, dude. And there, unless there's a sleeper in here, I I don't know many of their players. See, FP, come on. Devers is their best player. Devers is their best player, no doubt. They got the first Bobby baseman. Dahlbeck, yeah. Romy Gonzalez, Vaughn Grisham. Yeah, Vaughn Grisham. I've heard he's got some potential. It's not bad. Like Trevor Story he used to be good. Used to be good. Lucas Giolito. He used their to be first good. baseman's good. Who's the first baseman? Tony. Tony something. He's like a slugger. Tristan Cassis. Tristan Cassis. That's yeah. who he is. Not Tony. I mean, 
Okay. Fans love this. And I know everybody listening right now, you love that. I love the all access stuff. I I I love it. I'm a hard knocks freak. In season, preseason, uh, training camp, whatever right. the hard knock. Give I me more it. of that. The yeah, Steph do documentary. It. I'm watching the Dynasty one on Tom Brady right now. Give me all the documentaries, dude. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. What was the the one on the Olympic team? And it, it talked about oh the redeem team. Redeem team was that awesome, was a dude. really good. We're coming in at four in the morning, and Kobe's going to work out. I'm right. just like, oh man, I, that was my favorite part of that. Dude, doc. That, that was made that favorite. made me truly like even more so appreciate the greatness of Kobe Bryant. Like I remember watching that team in 08 and everyone's making a big deal about LeBron kind of being the face of that team. Kobe Bryant was the driving force of that team. No, like, he it was, was. It was all Kobe that year. And watching that doc, just seeing just how much he was the force on that team, that was that was really fun to watch. You know that when players get mic'd up, I love that. But a lot of players won't do this. Baseball's such a private sport. I don't understand it. They need to open up. They they need to get more access. I agree. Those guys get paid like ten grand a game this to hard get mic'd up. You know they pay him. Yeah, but like ESPN pays them. Oh, they pay him. They pay him to get mic'd up. They're like, you want to be mic'd up tonight? Here's ten grand. Good. Okay, mic me up. Good. Mic me up walking down the Good. street for ten grand. They need to do that because like you just named the Red Sox. Wow. I, I outside of Rafael Devers and a lot of people probably don't even know who Devers is. He's a good third baseman, very good third baseman. You should name the manager first. Alex Cora. We got a problem with baseball, man. We need more name players. We need some stars, man. Or at least market. Like, Hard Knock should have been with the Braves. Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, Matt or, Olson. Or the Dodgers. Dodgers. Mookie and Freddie and Shohei. I'd rather I take the Padres with Machado and Tatis and Xander Bogarts. You know why, though? You take what you can get. I'm sure they went to these teams right. first and they said, no, we don't want cameras in our clubhouse. We don't want cameras on our charter. We don't want cameras on the bus going to the ballpark. We don't. I don't want a camera in my car driving to the ballpark. I don't want access to team meetings. Like, baseball's private, dude. Like, And, and I think that's a problem. I think they need to open up, like and the NFL has. Like, McDaniel with the Dolphins, he said, hey, it's going to be different. We're going to have cameras everywhere. This isn't going to derail us. Right. We're just going to go. And there was lots of – he loves the F-bomb, by the way, every other word. And now he's my favorite coach in the NFL, and I would have <laughs> never known this had I not watched Hard Knocks. Wow. He's literally my favorite yep. coach maybe ever. Hard Knocks was good this year. It was and good. And Tua, I always just thought Tua was a stiff. Mm-hmm. And then you watch this, and you're like, no, Tua's a good dude. He's a good human being. He cares about everybody that works in the stadium. Like These are these are things you don't know. When you get access to players like this, you feel like you know them now. You yep. feel like you know coaches. And it, I, I could, couldn't have cared less about the Dolphins. Now I, I kind of watch the Dolphins. Kind of root for the Dolphins a little bit just by watching Hard Knocks. Let's get to uh, Richie at Queens here. Richie at Queens before we sign off here. Richie, what's happening? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I was just telling um I'm probably going to the game tonight. <clears throat> oh, really? You're going to the Garden? Yeah, because, yeah, it's not going to be very good, I don't think. I think Steph is probably going to have an awesome game. Uh, you know, we're missing everybody. Um, Brunson's uh, questionable, and Abu Dhabi's out. Obviously, Randall's out, Mitchell Robinson. So it's, it's going to be, I think, an ugly game, but I, I love Kit Steph. I, 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 he's one of my favorite players in 65 years I've been watching. You know, that draft was unbelievable. We we were, we cho- we chose Jordan Hill, Jordan Hill right yeah. after Steph. From Arizona. And then right after, yeah, and then we took Jordan Hill, and right after that went to Rosen. So you could say we didn't have a very good um, – very good three, uh, a very good eight uh, pick that year. But, uh, you know, I was looking at your team, guys, and, you know, we're kind of free-falling. 
Um, we were looking at a four, maybe a possible three seed, and all of a sudden now we might be in a play-in before you know it. You guys are sitting, what, 10th? You're five games up. Uh, obviously, you're only three out from the fifth seed, and you're, you're playing better. Um, I, I don't know what's up with Wiggins. I, what's the latest is he's got personal issues, I would think, right? And, he was, and I know he was playing really well. Yeah, but, personal issues. Um, he's away from the team. You know, but I think I think it. I, you know, I think that the Knicks will be competitive. I think it's a win. It should be a win for your team tonight. But last time I went to a West Coast game, I went to see a West Coast team come in. I was there in 2009 when Kobe had 63. Oh wow! And I think I may. I think maybe tonight, Kerr Steph can break out of his little slump that I think he's been in, and I think he's going to have a good game. But All right, you well, know what I love about him, well, I, I think he's the face of the franchise. Obviously, I think he's a great kid. And I think the, the the game should have more players like him. So. I agree. We could all we could all be Giants, better. Guys, are we are we psyched about them at all or no? Who the San Francisco Giants? I mean, you I'm always psyched Giants about fans. baseball. I'm, I'm always psyched about baseball. I don't think I'm psyched about the Giants. It's, it's kind of a look, wait and see thing. I'm intrigued with the Giants. I'm not excited about the Giants. I'm intrigued with what's going on with them, but there ain't no way in hell I'm excited about them. I'm hopeful for them. Like, I hope that they what? can find ways to, you know, surprise us and, and give us a good... Like, I'm, yeah, I have hope. I have hope that they'll figure something out, and I'll be sad when they don't. Yeah, yeah. what he said. <laughs> Whatever he I'm, said. I'm, I'm Jorge Soler, Soler, great. You know, Jung Hoo Lee, I want to see it. But I'm not excited. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, I'm open-minded about the Giants. I'm excited for Giants baseball. I'm excited dude. for baseball. I'm excited Giants for baseball? Dude, that's my happy place. Baseball. Third and King, place. you need to come down there with me a couple times this year. Well, last year just, I boycotted. But just no, don't boycott. Come no, down last, there with no, me. Last year, it's very sit in the press boycott. box with me. Just no, don't no, show up at the year. end of the season press conference. No. Come all year with me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, man. You know, if the media members are doing their job down there with the Giants, Stop. and the questions are asked, the questions the fans want to be asked were asked. I would have to bring my eyes down there. Well, just come to a few games with me. We'll sit in the press box. And, and, no, I'm not, and I'm not sitting in the press box. All right, we'll more. go sit in the stands. I sound like Shasky now. Go ahead. Go no, no, no. The no. I, went, I went to about three games last year, but what I said last year was I'm not spending a dime on the product. I'm not spending a dime on the team. I'll leave you, you tickets. you know what? I'll leave you tickets. And you know what? I didn't spend a single dime on tickets last year. Now, I may have bought a crab sandwich or a slice of pizza or a cocktail, but... Still counts. Yeah. I guess does it? No. I don't have to do the post game show now. We can get drunk during the game. Well, we'll have some uh, drinks hey, with you. Hey, I'm coming to some games with you. And I may uh, or may not have done that anyway. So yeah. May or may not have been tipsy in the bunker hey, a few times. AFP man, I really appreciate you today because the wicked stuff is a tough situation to navigate, especially for me. Obviously, doing the television stuff, and you want to be sensitive to the situation, but you having a professional player perspective I think really helped the show today having a perspective of what it's like in the locker room with egos like that we don't know love and I don't know the, the roasters we don't know we haven't traveled with players we haven't traveled from city to city with their team from clubhouse to club we play high school ball but that ain't that's a school bus but that's this is different but you got you're out here traveling with millionaires with all types of different egos guys worried about the numbers guys worried about maybe the spot they're going to go out to that night and so having your professional perspectives, and I think really helped the show, man. I appreciate what you shared. I appreciate your perspective on the situation with Andrew Wiggins because you're probably right. 
those 15 different guys on that team wearing a jersey, there's probably 15 different thoughts on what's going on with Andrew yeah, Wiggins. It's not all one thing ever. And then you did a good job uh, negotiating it, too. It's, uh, it's not easy. I've been in your shoes more than been in my shoes. <laughs> a lot easier for me to let it rip on this side. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And trust me, I like to let it rip in more ways than one. <laughs> it's time for the Xfinity Fast Five. <laughs> your last chance to get in on the morning roast. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. FP, man. A Giants game? With FP, that's dangerous. And I'm all in for it. That sounds like a great time. Day game of the bleachers for some that beers. Sounds like some gr- that sounds like a great time. We'll go to the Gotham Club, too. <laughs> well, you can go ha- hang out with Darren in, uh, in the booth, yeah. in the radio booth. I want to do that, too. Yeah, that'll be great. It would be great. All right, what's your final thoughts, Well, I'll give a shout-out to Tristan Beck. He got some tough news today. Hopefully he's okay. And I also want to say, go Moses Moody. Let's go, Dubs. Big Let's win tonight Dubs. in the Garden. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh... My final thought is with the Shaskies. We're about to head over to the funeral. Uh, we hope he's doing well. I know it's going to be a tough and emotional day for the Shasky family and all his cousins, the Porters, the Shaskies. We see a lot of friends there. Hopefully, we just smile and celebrate. Celebrate the life of Papa Shasky, who lived one hell of a life. So it won't be sadness. We'll celebrate his great, great life today. Uh, Dave Cavill, just stop tweeting. I know you won't, but you're just an absolute weasel of a human being. I just, I can't stand your existence. If I got your next tweet for you, Dave Cavill, right here. It goes like this. I, Dave Cavill, am stepping down from my role with the Oakland A's to go pursue new career opportunities in Siberia. Tweet that out. That That's what we want to see. <laughs> Uh, go Moses Moody. Go Moses Moody. That was Fast Five brought to you by Xfinity at home or on the go. You get the fastest internet to all of your devices. Have a good day, everybody. Steiny Guru next right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors and Knicks today at the Garden. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.